following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? For the thousands in attendance, for the millions watching at home, and just because... We are back, baby. It's time for Wrestling News Live. For the fans, by the fans. Just when you thought it was safe to turn on the old grappling show, look who's back in town. The bad boys of wrestling radio. The boys who were rebels before being a rebel was cool. The trade on. We will never use the words God, Jesus, or any other racial or sexual slurs. In JJ6A. I did not. I repeat, I did not sleep with that young intern. As a matter of fact, I was up all night! Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the two-time wrestling radio show of the year, Wrestling News Live. All right, guys, good evening. Welcome to another edition of Wrestling News Live, the first Wrestling News Live of the new year. As you can hear, there's a lot of static in the background. I think Trey's got some settings messed up, possibly, on Skype tonight. But, of course, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexay. What an interesting Raw we had tonight. But with that said, I I do believe, Trey, are you there? Yeah, dude, I tell you, I have the same settings I have every week. I haven't touched it. I don't know what to tell you. It's it's on your end, man, because my settings are always the same. I never touch it. Every time we connect, it does this whole goddamn I'm in the ocean thing or I'm in the airplane thing. I don't know what it is. It's happened since Wrestling News Live started using Skype 35 fucking years ago. I hate this goddamn program. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm done. Wow. This is the worst fucking program known to man. <laughs> starting to clear up now, but I don't know why it does this every week. Anytime, anytime there is music... Played down the line, it gives off the ocean sound. I've been saying this. It's like I'm yelling into a crater in the Grand Canyon, and nobody can listen. Nobody can hear me. I told Adam the same thing. I told everybody that I've worked with on this show that when music plays down the line, it screws up the sound. It always does. It has done that. Since the day we started using this program. And he would always go, I don't know what to do. It's called playing music down the line. It does it when we go to commercial. And it does it on the intro. The, the only problem, Trey, is it only happens with you. I, I, I don't have this problem with Crelly. I don't have this problem with anybody else. It's just your end. I don't know what it is. I've got everything hooked up the way that it, the only way it can be. So I, I I don't know. Well, it sounds like it might be gone now, which is good. 
How about now? Sounds better. Can you hear me now? I hear you perfectly. That see that, that sounds perfect. Well, now I got a popping in my headset that's going to drive me batshit crazy. Well, that's weird. Well, that's weird. Say something. Something. <laughs> Hoping for a little something longer than something. Something. All right, so you, I sound okay now to you. You sound okay, but I'm hearing myself on re, well, not so much now, but I was. Oh. Uh, can I just tell, uh, you know what, I don't want to go into it. I just don't even want to, I just fucking start the show. Alright guys, welcome to, to the first edition of Wrestling News Live for the year 2011. Man, do me and Trey have a lot of big things in store this year. You know, as far as New Year's resolutions go, I'd have to say that mine would be to make sure that this year on the SNS Radio Network, on every program, that we absolutely do our best to top last year. 2010 was a banner year for this particular website, for this show, for all the shows on the SNS Radio Network, and I want to I want to take us that much further this year in 2011, and that's that's really the biggest New Year's resolution than I have, aside from the fact that I'm not going to let petty comments that people make affect me. I'm going to move on and continue to crush them like I do each and every week. I like that. That's that's a good one. Um, I think one of mine is going to be to stop smoking. I think another one of mine is... Oh, I would say try to figure out why Skype's so angry with me. You have pissed off the Skype gods. See, now I've got it in my headset where I hear. You remember last week when we were when we had a great best of 2010 show, and I told you to call me after the show, and we kept hearing this noise. And then it would eventually get so loud that I couldn't hear you and you couldn't hear me. Right. Okay, it's starting to do that again. Well, we may just need to go ahead. Why don't you hang up, call back, and we'll I'll see if that... Back. i got to fix something on my end. I'll call back. Just go ahead. All right, that'll work. Oh, it wouldn't be Wrestling News Live if we didn't have some sort of an issue going on with Skype. Is Mace in the chat room? I think it's Mace's fault. Because as we know, whenever Mace shows up, bad things tend to happen. So, hopefully it's, you know, not that, but you know, what the hell. We'll, we'll pin it on Mace anyway. I mean, the original fucking foreign kid, the guy who always causes the disruptions and programming, why not? It works for me. I need a scapegoat anyway, so it's Mace. But uh, anyway, guys, thanks for stopping by tonight on the first episode of Wrestling News Live for 2011. It's January 3rd, if you didn't know, and uh, we do have a, a bang, a bang-up show for you tonight. You know, we're going to talk a little bit of Raw, a lot of news to cover. Apparently, a lot of news came out in the week that we took off. Things that I never thought would happen have happened. Maybe hell is frozen over. So we'll definitely be delving into that. We're going to open up the phone lines a little later on. And find out what you guys thought about Monday Night Raw. Very good show. 
Although I, I have to admit, I'm I'm a little depressed. I'm a little upset that my boy Jomo didn't get it done tonight. You know, Miz and John Morrison going through this feud. I'm hoping this is not just a one-off thing. They had one really good match tonight, and I'd have to say that you know, judging the fact this is really the first show we've seen this year, it's already got match of the year candidate written all over it, wouldn't you say? I mean, the fact that we saw a different side of John Morrison, he was very uh, ferocious. I mean, he really took it to the Miz. The only thing that bothered me about it was, of course, the starship pain through the table. Miz capitalizing, hitting the skull-crushing finale, and winning the match clean. That's the only thing that really bothers me, is that a guy like the Miz, who has basically won every match that he's had to defend that championship, has had help by you know Alex Riley or Michael Cole. But in this one, if you really want to get technical, even though Alex Riley did kind of interfere early on and Morrison took him out, the fact that of all the people that The Miz has beaten, he beats Jomo clean. And I know there's Jomo haters out there, and that's fine. You're, you know, you're all welcome to your opinion. But you can't say that he didn't step it up tonight and show everybody that he belonged. Again, that's just my two cents. It is what it is. But when you think about it, you know, there's a big news story that came out today about Tough Enough coming back. Well, now, here's the thing. If you're bringing back Tough Enough, why don't you capitalize on the fact that both The Miz and John Morrison are graduates from Tough Enough. Now, granted, The Miz did not win the Million Dollar Tough Enough. We all know that Daniel Pewter, in fact, did win that. And what a great career he's had since then. And John Morrison was uh, Season 3 winner on Tough Enough, along with uh, Matt Capitelli. So the fact that we've gone into this and they're bringing Tough Enough back, why didn't we capitalize on that? by having a guy who, say, was a tough enough champion come in and have a short-term title run. Now, I'm not expecting John Morrison to be a, a long-term world champion, but to, to solidify this feud a little bit, maybe he could have beaten The Miz tonight, and maybe this is just a fantasy booking in me. I, I don't claim to be a wrestling analyst. I'm a wrestling fan with an opinion. You know, why couldn't John Morrison have won that title tonight gone into the Rumble and lost it back to Miz, or even next week lost it back to the Miz. It would have made for a good back and forth, similar to what I said uh, a couple weeks ago between Mankind and The Rock back in 99 when they were, you know, doing title switches. Again, that's just, you know, my opinion. Trey, it seems like you're back. We're still having issues. Well, dude, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I, you know, I've got everything plugged in in the right fucking spot. I've got brand new cabling. It's not anything to do with my cabling because I just replaced all that. Um, other than this fucking microphone, that's all I can tell you. I'll try a different microphone and I'll call back. All right, man. I do want to thank Brass Eye for uh, opening up the uh, the Ustream channel tonight. That's a that's a big help to me. Definitely alleviates a lot of the shoutcast that we've had. When shoutcast gets a little cumbered, I, I seem to have problems while broadcasting. So the fact that uh, he's back and broadcasting on Ustream right here on the page is really helping things out. So I want to give a big thank you out to Brassi. So I guess while I'm waiting on the Trey Dog to show up, why don't we go ahead and do some of the news of the week. Excuse me! Excuse me! 
Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. May I have your attention, please? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. And now, the news. All right, one of the first news stories that came out, uh, Reaction has apparently been canceled by Spike TV. Did anybody think that was going to be a big surprise? I mean, seriously? Not me. But apparently Dixie Carter said it was an experiment anyway. Blah, 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 blah. She's got the positive outlook on it, but, you know, kudos to her for that. But, again, reaction has been canceled on Spike TV. Um, John Cena had suffered a knee injury during a, during a live event last week in a match with Wade Barrett in the cage. Wade Barrett apparently hit his wasteland finisher. Cena came down pretty abrupt and had uh, had a knee issue. So upon that, they basically were saying that they thought it was going to be a serious injury. They wasn't they weren't sure if it was his hip or if it was his knee and how long he'd be out. But uh, WWE did put out a press release. It appears now that everything is okay. It's not as bad as they had previously thought. So John Cena, of course, advertised to be back on Raw next week. So the WWE avoids a big-time scare as it relates to John Cena. Uh, WWE producer and actor Freddie Prinze Jr. is being sued. Apparently he was in a car accident back in 2009 where he crashed his wife's car into another vehicle, reports TMZ. The driver of the other car is saying that he needs surgery to fix his neck problems and is claiming that he has not been able to work since the accident, which took place at a red light when Prince Jr. rear-ended his car. TMZ also adds that the guy didn't want to file the lawsuit, but now the insurance company is helping him, uh, and the only way to get the money is by suing the actor. As you know, Prince rejoined the WWE in October of this year, and well, October of last year, uh, and is spending seven months from July 2009 to February 2009 in his first stint as a creative writer for the SmackDown brand. Here's some big news for you. For all you UFC fans, Brock Lesnar fans, apparently Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer is reporting that former UFC heavyweight champion Brock Lesnar has not trained a single day since his loss to Kane Velasquez and has not returned any calls to UFC President Dana White or the Fertitta brothers. Meltzer adds that his fight with Velasquez changed his view and attitude, uh, and Lesnar is contemplating moving on from mixed martial arts. It's not known how many fights remain under Lesnar's contract with UFC, but it was rumored he would be fighting Frank Mir for the third time to settle the score once and for all. The interesting thing with this news story is that on top of the fact Lesnar hasn't trained a single day since he lost, apparently now Cain Velasquez is claiming that he injured himself, the bout with Brock Lesnar, in which he knocked out the UFC heavyweight champion, Brock Lesnar, and became the new UFC heavyweight champion. And he's basically torn his rotator cuff as a result. So it looks like Cain Velasquez will not be defending that championship for probably close to the next year, which leads me to believe that pretty soon they're going to be having a uh, interim champion crowned. And I would think the two front runners involved with that, obviously Junior Dos Santos was supposed to get a uh, fight with Cain Velasquez. 
But it wouldn't surprise me to see Frank Mir and uh, Junior Dos Santos fight for the UFC Interim Heavyweight Championship in the very near future. And who knows, if Lesnar gets his act together, he might be involved in that as well. But uh, as it stands right now, Lesnar, apparently, according to Meltzer, interested in moving on from the UFC. And Cain Velasquez will not be able to defend that championship for quite some time now. Here's one that I didn't think was ever going to happen. Awesome Kong has apparently signed with World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, <laughs> this is funny because it comes a week after she was arrested in Tampa for driving without a license. Now, the WWE has told her that they didn't want to pursue this contract with her until she got everything straightened out. It appears that Awesome Kong has everything under control. She turned herself in, has paid the fine, done whatever she's going to do. But as of right now, Awesome Kong has signed with World Wrestling Entertainment. So congratulations to Awesome Kong. When Trey gets back on the line later, we'll, we'll discuss, you know, our thoughts on Awesome Kong joining the WWE. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I don't know. We'll definitely discuss that. I think there's pluses and negatives to anything. But uh, congratulations to Awesome Kong for finally signing with World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, WWE is shut down. WWEuniverse.com. It was WWE's version of Facebook. Uh, it's shutting down. Obviously, it shut down on January 1st, 2011. Uh, according to the online community leader, Corey Clayton, we've had a great run with WWE Universe, but all things must come to an end, Clayton wrote. Content such as blogs from the Fink and Jim Ross, as well as live chats and other services, will be moving to different places on WWE.com or integrated with the company's Facebook and Twitter, which are far more popular than the WWE's in-house double. So goodbye to the WWE Universe uh, apparently, Sky will be airing Impact on a different channel after Bravo shuts down. Uh, Dixie Carter asked fans of the United Kingdom to help the company get a positive outcome for the broadcast of Impact on Sky. While we appreciate the tens of thousands of emails, Facebook messages, and tweets you have sent us, your comments should be made directly to Sky, wrote Carter. She then listed the phone, email, Facebook, and Twitter of Sky so fans can contact the digital satellite company earlier today sky responded on facebook with a message saying that tna will broadcast on a different sky channel when bravo closes those of you in the uk that are big impact fans it looks like you're still going to be able to catch tna impact uh apparently jeff hardy's plea bargain is going to carry a sentencing a sentencing agreement the Southern Pines Pilot newspaper is carrying an article regarding that TNA champion Jeff Hardy negotiated a plea bargain which will be presented on court this January 20th. We anticipate a resolution of this matter in January, said a statement from Hardy's attorney, James Van Camp. The district attorney told the pilot that the guilty plea to one or more of the drug charges carry a sentencing agreement, which is mandatory jail sentence, though it remains to be seen what kind of punishment Hardy will receive. The presiding judge may reuse the agreement between the two parties if he feels necessary, which would spell trouble for the camp. So it looks like at this time that Jeff Hardy, one way or the other, is going to be facing some type of jail time. I've heard 45 days. Uh, he could face longer than that. But at this time, the TNA World Heavyweight Champion is soon to be a convicted drug trafficker. So that's not a good thing for TNA Wrestling. Might be a good time, possibly, to get that title belt off of Jeff Hardy. Uh, unfortunate news, Hulk Hogan's mother apparently passed away this past week. 
at the age of 88. Um, it's definitely not a very good year starter for uh, for the immortal Hulk Hogan. The fact that the, his mother has passed away. Not only has his mother passed away, but he just had spinal fusion surgery. So it looks like Hulk Hogan's days in the ring are finally done. Uh, he, he will obviously never take another bump in professional wrestling again with this fusion surgery. So uh, that really sucks on Hogan's end. I wish him the best of luck. Uh, and it really sucks that not only did he have this spinal fusion, but his mother also passed away. She was obviously one of his biggest supporters and biggest fans throughout his career. So uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to the Hogan family at this time. WWE has announced the return of Tough Enough. WWE and the USA Network today issued a press release following the USA Network's order of 10 episodes of WWE's reality TV show, Tough Enough, which will be pre be produced by the WWE and Shed Media. The show is set to debut on April 4th, one day after WrestleMania, and will air at 11 p.m. Eastern for the premiere episode right after Monday Night Raw. The other nine episodes will air on Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, starting on April 11th, and will serve as the lead-in to Monday Night Raw. For years, the return of Tough Enough has been one of the most talked about and speculated topics among reality show fans and television industry insiders, said Kevin Dunn, executive vice president television production of WWE. With the combined promotional muscle of the USA Network and the WWE, the right time slot and the reality show experience of Shed Media, the WWE is looking forward to a successful return of one of television's finest reality shows. The show will be moving to Los Angeles. Each episode will feature a different WWE superstar. There was no mention of who will be the trainers for the show. I do know that Entertainment Weekly was discussing the fact that they wanted to see Al Snow back as the head trainer for Tough Enough. I couldn't agree more. The only bad thing about that is I think that Al Snow is under some sort of deal with TNA Wrestling, but uh, it might be worth the WWE's effort to check out because I think Al Snow as the head trainer for Tough Enough would be a big plus in my eyes. Yeah, I'd go over that. Another sad thing about it is they got Taz over on TNA also. That's true. Those are your two. I mean, when I think Tough Enough, the first trainer I thought of was Taz, then the second was Holly for the wrong reasons. You know, and, and you missed it earlier, but I was talking a little bit about John Morrison and The Miz both being Tough Enough alumni. Uh, the Miz basically took play. He actually took part in the one million dollar Tough Enough, which I guess was considered Tough Enough number four. Yeah, I don't remember him being in that, but that's just—I don't remember that that much. Well, he came out one of the two finalists. It was him and Daniel Pewter, and of course, we know Daniel Pewter went on to win the one million dollar Tough Enough, and what a great career he's had since winning that one million dollars. Yeah, the only time I hear from him is when he does like a radio show. There you go. But uh, let's not forget some of the other winners. The first ever Tough Enough winner was Maven, and I believe Nydia also won it that year with Maven. Uh, season 2, we had Linda Miles, who wrestled as Shaniqua, and Jackie Gaeta, the wife of Charlie Haas, were the Season 2 winners. Season 3, John Morrison and Matt Capitelli. Yeah. So, there you go. Matt Capitelli broke his neck, didn't he? No, he had a brain tumor and had to quit wrestling. Brain tumor, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. God, very, very sad because he was, I think he was on his way to going up to the main roster when uh, the brain cancer thing hit him. And uh, he's, you know, I hear he's recovered a little bit, but it's sad because he had a lot of potential. Yeah, that sucks. He was good. I liked him a lot. 
the news segment here on Wrestling News Live, sponsored by Wrestling-Online.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. But, uh, yeah, Awesome Kong signing with the WWE. I was wanting to know what your thoughts were on that. Do you think that's going to uh, be a good thing for her, or do you think it's going to be a negative thing for her? Well, it kind of depends. No, did, was that a GM sounder? Uh, yeah, but it wasn't on my end. That was weird. Oh, you didn't get to hear that? I, I heard it. Is the GM, about, is the GM contacting you? How about now? Can you hear it now? No, now I can't hear it. I heard it the first time. Okay, he contacted me. Yes, I have an email from the Wrestling News Live general manager. And I quote, says, uh, something old from Wrestling News Live's past will be on the show again tonight. Something old from Wrestling News Live's past will be back on the show again tonight. Are you pulling out you JSK's peace pipe? <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to begin to look for that thing. He's probably got that with him. Okay, so there you go. That's the GM chiming in. I guess we'll figure out what that is all about later on. Uh, my thoughts on Awesome Kong, I thought it was pretty ironic that the same week that Bubba got fired from satellite radio, she got hired to the WWE. Just goes to show you that good things happen to good people. That's right. Um, I, I I wonder how they'll use her. I mean, it's, it's it's hard to say because you look at a girl like Gail Kim, who you think the world of, in the ring, and she's making sandwiches for catering. I think, you know, just kind of pops up here or there. Maybe does a segment backstage. Maybe back the you know here and there, and. Look at how talented she is. And look at how good she looks. Um, did you bring in a monster like Kong? And it makes you wonder what they'll do. I mean, there's a part of me that says they wouldn't have given her a contract to bring her in unless they planned on using her. But as, as quickly as I say that, I'm reminded of just who in the fuck I'm talking about. I mean, this is a company that, that ruined Chris Harris. It did. It ruined him. And I haven't talked to the guy in a long, long time. But you don't hear about him anymore like you used to. You know, um, you're talking about a company that took Gail Kim away from TNA. Now, Gail went on her own. Nobody put a gun to her head. But Gail left what was becoming a very successful knockout division to go back to the WWE. And, J.J., what has she done? Well, she's had a couple matches here and there where she's put people over, but aside from that, she's been in a couple of segments where she stood in the background and smiled. Yeah, I mean, you got you've got it in your blood. Your wife has it in her blood. If you were in a company where you were going hardcore twenty four seven, three sixty five, would that be good enough for you? No, it wouldn't be. I mean, on the plus side, I'm I'm going to assume here, and I probably shouldn't do that. I'm going to assume. Ah, uh-uh, don't do that. I'd like to think she's working the house show circuit and doing things. That's not I mean, exactly sure the job I'm sure you want. she's doing great on house shows. Probably. She's probably a big house show draw. Kong, she's just not that same kind of person that's going to sit backstage and do segments. That's not what you hire an Awesome Kong for. You hire Awesome Kong to come out there and dominate a division. You hire Awesome Kong to come in and take out your champion put her on the shelf, hold the belt, and say, okay, nobody here can beat me until they bring somebody like a Beth Phoenix along or, you know, somebody new comes in. She's not the kind that comes in, 
wrestles a few matches and then goes backstage and does segments with Mark Henry. I mean, gonna work. the last thing I want to see is Awesome Kong in a love triangle with Tamina and Santino. Awesome oh, Kong, God. I love you. I want to smack it down. Let me show you my cobra. Baby got the back. I don't know. I, You know what? Seriously, I think this could be a big plus for her. But at the same time, I have to wonder, what role do they want to use? Because you know what? Kong is such a talented person. I mean, she she's, okay, first well, of all, so. she's, I mean, she's so big. I mean, the fact that you don't see a lot of women her size doing the things they do unless you, uh, you know, look over at Japan, you know. Um, but then again, you've had people in the WWE in the past. You had um, Bertha Faye, who was an awesome wrestler, but was treated as a sideshow as Bertha Faye. I mean, she wrestled as uh, as Ronda Singh and was just a badass, especially here in Canada. But they made her Bertha Faye. I'm almost afraid of what they're going to do with Kong. Now, Maze had said earlier in the chat room that... It's corn, by the way. Maze, it is as it's corn. Um had said in the chat earlier that they might have her be the bodyguard for Lay Cool, which would be interesting. Um, yeah, if you put Lay Cool up against uh, the Glamazon and, and Natty for a series of matches and they just can't get over, then you've really weakened what Lay Cool can do. But then, by the same token, it is a decent setup for Kong. I just hope they don't change your name to something ridiculous. Kong is one of the few, and, and I had this view on that other network we worked on last year. Uh, we can officially now celebrate myself and the Trey Dog one year of being emancipated. One year, yes. No longer stuck to slavery. We are free, ladies and gentlemen. It's been I a year. Have a dream. <sighs> Feels good to be free. But yes, officially over the holidays, we became. You know, can I be free. racist for a minute? Well, this is the show to be it on. So go for did it. Did anybody? <laughs> did anybody else think that our truth was coming out to steal Alberto Del Rio's car tonight? <laughs> I was wondering why he'd come out to help Jomo, but we'll get to that later. Where's the love? I just, I just thought I was standing in my door smoking a cigarette, and I thought, you know, there's that nice ass car sitting over there. That you know what? That would have been a great feud starter. He just yeah. comes out and steals the car. He just comes out and says, You know what would be better? <laughs> if he would if he would have okay, if he would have got in the car, turned on the stereo, and then the what's up song came on. <laughs> that would have been priceless. And he could have drove away. That would have been and great. And there's a line in the song where I think he says something about would to steal your car when the keys were in the ignition? <laughs> well, so, I could swear I heard him say that. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty, uh, pretty good. But, you know, as far as Awesome Kong is concerned, like I said, the other opinion that I had on the other place last year was that Kong is one of these people that she literally could compete in the men's division. She could be what China was to the WWE back then. Oh, yeah. Then. You know, back I can in, so in the late see her 90s. in the ring doing something and Santino involved and her just whipping his ass. I mean, she could, like, beat the main event talent up. Now, that's, that'd that's be a good awesome feud to start her out. Now that I think about it, Kong and, and Tamina. I mean, Tamina fights like a man. Well, Rigo, 44, in the chat says, Vince is desperate. She doesn't fit in PG. I don't How do you know? I don't think she's he's desperate. I think he's looking to sign one of the biggest free agents on the market. I mean, Austin has tweeted many a um, times that if the WWE didn't pick her up, they were stupid. 
So I guess they finally kind of, you know, took a look at Austin Strong and said, the whole racist thing in the chat room again. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, still, I think... We should make that a catchphrase. Yeah, we should. We yeah, should. how Lance Storm has... If I could be serious for a moment... What are we... If I could be racial for a moment? If I could be racist for a minute. Wow. Is it okay if you say you're going to be racist before you're racist? Like, it, that's like telling somebody, bless you, before they sneeze. That That is true. Can you tell somebody, hey, this just in, I'm going to be a little racist right now. Well, at least you're prepping people. I mean, that's the important thing. It's like apologizing before you fart. Yes, yes. I'm going to shit here in a minute. Hold on. As Maze says, that's just covering your ass, which which is true. It is. Right. I mean, because we have, we have a ton of black listeners. We do. So we I do. just want to make sure that they're happy. If you call me a cracker, I don't get angry. Like, if you call a black person the N-word, they get angry. It's a bad thing to say. You call me cracker, I'm like, okay, chips. Big deal. You want to talk about racism? I'll, I'll tell you something that's pretty damn racist. My good old buddy Mark Russo used to work uh, for a federation in Ohio. And, Why does that name sound so familiar? Because uh, he's been on he's been on a couple episodes of WTR with me before, and I think he's he's <laughs> even been on Sunday Night Showdown a few times. Mark Russo lived in Ohio for a while and was involved with the professional wrestling scene there. And one of the managers... Uh, was a guy named Bounce, who was Bounce? basically, he, he was kind of like a pimp. And he I'll actually, it wasn't his Jesus given name. He actually used to, to walk around with, uh, a pack of crackers that he would. Oh, get the fuck out of yes, here. Yes, yes, that he would actually like point to the crowd and call them crackers. Wow. I mean, now that's some racist shit right there. Now see, you can call me a honky and that's kind of like going, oh, well, wait a minute, that's not real, that's, that's racist. <laughs> but if you call me a cracker, I, I just, I go, okay. I, all right, club, saltine, what? It's like my argument with the Miz, how he he may be a great champion, but I can hear myself now. Do we have a phone call? We do. I was just fixing to say we actually do have a phone call. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? Chris from Brooklyn. Hey, Chris, what's up? How are you? Um, a, what do you think about the path that the um, the Raw is taking and the WWE in general? When it comes down to basically going away from the adult-oriented um, um, programming that they put on, and B, yeah, A, B, actually, I'm black. If <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that, I'm black, and basically, can't spell. Hey, what can I tell you? A, B, C, D, whatever. Um, and just basically, when it comes down to stuff when you guys do the racial stuff, do you think that's really like something that? people are really interested in hearing or just want to hear about the wrestling stuff because we're just about wrestling not about you know i know you're just it's a howard stern sort of thing you're just trying to be like entertaining or whatever but i would at least hope so actually um, if you if you'd like the real story of why that started with this show it goes back a few years but something was said on one of our shows i don't know it wasn't me that even said it but it was so funny that i i couldn't let it go and then a black guy called in and was just laughing about it. And I thought to myself, you know, not all black people are angry black people. And that's a stereotype, you know. Have you ever noticed that as, as, as somebody wanting to be, as somebody being entertained, have you ever noticed that black people make fun of black people better than anybody else? I think also there's a sort of like a buffer when it comes down to black people 
doing that about black people too. To be honest with you, I'm not saying right. it's right. White people, white people tend to make fun of white people better than anybody else. I think it's a wonderful world that you live in when you've got as many black people as we have in our chat room that are proud to be black and making fun of themselves and making fun of white people, and we can all get along and laugh about it. And let's not forget, they're the ones stirring stuff up half the time. Yeah, I just read the chat room, and that's what reminds me to say some of the shit I say. Uh, not every black person that calls is like a mental student. So you have to also take things into consideration when it comes down to the source. That's true, too. But, I mean, if you if you listen to this show and get offended by anything I or JJ says, then you need to really reevaluate your life because it is not that serious. Hey, like I said, it all depends on life experiences, though. Depends on what you've gone through in your life when you've dealt with people, whether it be black, white, or whatever. It's all relative. That's all it is. It's all vaginal. Or anal. But there I'm not that. Chris, what do you, are you in the chat room at all? Not at all. All right, because the people in the chat room were asking who this was. And I said, I don't know. I don't know who it is chatting. All right, maybe you would think a little differently if you joined the chat room for a little while. Uh, uh, I just listen, I just been downloading your stuff for the last couple of years from Brooklyn. And just, you know, listening to it. I find it entertaining. I find it entertaining. You know, when you had, when you had your partner there, Trey Dog and everything, and you know, he was actually entertaining too. You know, and then I know he passed and everything, but it's basically when I listened to it, I just came across it by accident when I went on to like audiowrestling.com. I was like, yeah, these guys are entertaining. And, you know, and I was, and Sunday Night Showdown, I listened to, I listened to, um, you guys there, and I'm just like, wow, these guys are interesting. They actually talk about wrestling, and they actually have an intelligent point of view about it. As much. Well, as see, the, pro- the problem is, is you can get your wrestling knowledge so many different places today that I feel like if we don't give you a little more than just wrestling talk, then we're boring. We gotta understand also when it comes down to it, wrestling talk is so limited to so many. There's a limited area where you can listen to wrestling talk that you you've cornered the market when it comes down to it because. Basically, where else are you going to hear about wrestling? You know, so like basically, let, me, let me reiterate what you just said to everybody who may not have caught that. Basically, what you're saying is 90% of the other stuff you listen to sucks. Basically. Okay, I just want to make sure I caught the same thing you were cooking. Mm-hmm. So basically, when you're listening to somebody who actually actually has some knowledge of actual wrestling, I used to watch wrestling with my father when he back in the 70s and the 80s and 90s before he died. And it was like something that, you know, I basically, I would say I inherited from him. So it's just one of those things where you just, you know, you like because it's something that you were raised on. You know, right. even from the Ric Flair era to, like, the Dusty Rose to the Barry Windows and all that sort of stuff. When NWA used to come on Channel 11 here in New York to, like, what you would normally see as the East Coast thing when it came down to the WWF back right. in the 80s or whatever. So basically it's one of those things where, you know, it became very popular in the 90s with The Rock and Stone Cold and everything, and then he was just like, wow, you know, it was a cultural thing. And now it's back, like, put, trying to hide it underneath the freaking carpet again. And But it's like, you know, you just want to hear somebody just give an opinion about wrestling, the work rate and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, it's fine. I mean, I would take two hours of that without having to have the other stuff, too. I'm just saying, you know, you guys do how you want to do it. That's fine. That's your business. That's how you want to do it. But sometimes, you know, you hear wrestling is like like 90 out of 99.9% of what you hear on the radio or TV or whatever, you get 0.00.1% of it is wrestling. So you just appreciate it for what it is. 
That's what I do. So, well, I appreciate the phone call, man. Well, now, hang on. Right. Before we let you go, Chris, what was the – you had a, a part A to the question. Something about the WWE, about the Attitude Era as as compared to the PG. Is that is that what you were saying? Yeah, basically. I'm just like, do you ever think it'll go back to the the um, underrated? You'll see, like, you know, the blood, the work rate and everything be more prevalent than just the entertainment aspect of it. Do you think that'll ever go back to where it was? Or is it just something that's a dinosaur in this era? Um, you know what? I, I think wrestling is very, uh, cyclic. So for that to happen, I think that it, it's, it's possible. I mean, growing up with the product, I mean, I'm, I'm in my thirties now. And when I was growing up, it was the PG era. And then, you know, when I got older, they went to the attitude era. And now they've, now that I've had kids, they've kind of gone back to the PG era. So I kind of feel like they're recycling their wrestling fans because as a father, of three children, I don't mind my kids watching this. If it was the Attitude Era, I wouldn't so much. And I think it's it's a plus that they go to this PG Era because it gives them a chance to to advertise more, to get more advertisements from you know like uh, stuff for kids. You know, advertisers love the PG product. And dun, 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 with the with the Attitude dun, Era, dun, dun, dun. you didn't so have basically, that. Basically, you're saying that. Because WCW came along with their little more cutting edge or ECW with their more cutting edge stuff in the mid-90s to late-90s, WWE had to adjust their style so they didn't get run out of the business. Correct. Correct. I mean, you you go back and you look at WCW, they'd have some cutting edge stuff. A lot of the stuff that the WWF came up with for Attitude Era, they blatantly stole from Paul Heyman and ECW. I mean, case in point, look at Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was damn near a 90% ripoff of the Sandman in ECW where he'd walk around drinking beer and, you know, dousing himself with beer. And, you know, when you think about it, that's kind of where that came from. And, you know, Vince was actually supplying ECW with talent, guys like Al Snow that were on the roster that he had nothing to do. He would send them down to ECW and he struck up a deal with ECW to kind of keep them afloat and compete against WCW. And in, in the long term, he took a lot of the ideas and things that they were doing and tried to make it seem like, he revolutionized the business with the Attitude Era. That's true. That is very true. And basically now, I hate to say it, but they basically don't think that, um, what do you call it, TNA is basically even a rival, so they don't feel as though they have to compete with them at any level, so they don't have to adjust their game to what TNA does when it comes down to more adult-oriented um, programming, which is sad. I don't think it's sad. I mean, I can understand from your point of view as having a man with having three children that you just like, okay, I'm fine with this because I don't have to explain this or explain that or edit my child because WWE is so ch- so PG oriented. But when it comes down to somebody who was basically like somebody from the 70s and 80s who saw blood and who saw violence and saw this sort of thing, is basically now, and I'm in my early 40s to be honest with you, this is just like something that um, isn't even something we'll probably ever see again. So basically, just hold on to your tapes or DVDs or whatever you had from the earlier era, because you probably never see that again. Although you said it's cyclical, so you might be right. We'll see. It might still come back around again. Well, you know, all it's going to take is for another company to come in and say, we're going to do this differently. We're going to get, you know, the promotion behind us. We're going to be successful. We're going to steal the biggest names in their company. And you could have another situation like WCW. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen with TNA, but I'm not saying that, you know, it couldn't happen in the future. I mean, now that Time Warner has dissolved their partnership with AOL, who knows? Maybe next year, Ted Turner could say, I want to get back in the wrestling business and try to compete with Vince. You never know in this you world. Don't know that he was, you don't know that he talks like that. 
I do, because he's a redneck, and all rednecks talk like this. You Craig. can't say that all rednecks talk like him. Well, we're both fucking rednecks, and we both talk like this. Well, yeah, but we're not millionaires like Ted Turner, either. Well, that's true. Well, you guys, thank you very much, and thank you for letting me express my opinion. Y'all have a good night. All right, Chris, thanks for the yep, call, man. I do. All right, on that note, I think we're going to take our first commercial break of the night. Come back. Ooh, 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 ooh. I have another email from the Wrestling News Live general manager, and I quote, Not only will something from Wrestling News Live's past be coming back to the show tonight, for the first time in I know at least two years, but we have a brand new phone number. Are you ready? Are you ready? 1-800-605-605. 4028. Somebody type it in the chat room. 1-800-605-4028. Toll fucking free. That way, nobody can cry. Nobody can complain. Nobody can bitch. It's not fair if you don't have Skype. Now you can call in toll free from any phone, be it cell phone, landline, whatever. Toll free number. 1-800-605-4028. Toll free, bitches. Toll free, bitches. So on that note, we are going to take our first commercial break of the evening. We'll come back. We'll review Raw, take some phone calls, emails, and get your thoughts on tonight's edition of Monday Night Raw. Wrestling News Live, now even more free. Toll fucking free. Toll fucking free. All right, we'll be right back right after this, guys. Hey, this is Santo Loco, and you are listening to Wrestling News Live. WrestlingOnline.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. You're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling. Log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest-running newsletter on the Internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's free! Once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. Everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to WML Radio. Everybody's got a price. Everybody's gonna pay. The Blueprint, Matt Morgan. If you're not trying to be the world champion, quit. You shouldn't be doing this. Mr. Anderson. I will be the next TNA World Heavyweight Champion. The number one contenders match for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Now comes the next part. That's finally putting that strap around this waist. Who will earn a shot at the Antichrist of professional wrestling? Jeff Hardy. TNA Wrestling presents Genesis live January 9th only on pay-per-view.
amigos, ¿qué pasa? My name is Armando Alejandro Estrada. And you're listening to the SNS Radio Network. Ha <laughs> ha. I will main event WrestleMania. I will main event WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Because I will win the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble. I will win the Royal Rumble. 30 superstars. One winner. One opportunity. Championship match at WrestleMania. The Royal Rumble. 29 are going over. 29 are going over. I, I am going on. WWE Royal Rumble. Live Sunday, January 30th, only on pay-per-view. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new Wrestling News Live. And now, here are your hosts, The Trade Dog and JJ Sexay of SundayNightShowdown.com. You can't see me, my time is now. In case you forgot or fell off, I'm still hot, knock your shell off, I'm money stacked. All right, guys, we're back. Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. I am Mr. Money on the Mic. JJ Sexay, and I'm being joined by the outlaw of the IWC, the Trey Dog. Well, I, I appreciate the intro. I, I may have to get my man card revoked, though, tonight. And why would you get your man card revoked? Well, I don't know if I want to tell you, really. I mean, I do. I do because I think it might be therapeutic. I, I might need help. Okay. I know that they say in times of need, you must rely on your family. I mean, that's, you know... That's what they say, anyway. Um, basically, I have developed an addiction that I'm not real proud of. And um, Trey, we, we know that you're addicted to internet porn. This is nothing new. We know. No, 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 no. I, that's I mean, yeah, that's titties. Um, I, I this is worse. This is like so bad that you don't even want your best friend to know. Type thing. Are you fucking fat chicks again? No, I'm not fucking fat girls. That's not it. Um, it's even worse than fucking fat women. I think. I I just I'm ashamed, but I was entertained at the same time. I have watched the entire first and second season of the Jersey Shore in two days. Oh, that's it. I thought maybe you had gotten arrested for drug trafficking. Fuck. No, no. No, 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 no Hardy show. Because cause then uh, I, I thought I was going to have to change my name to JJ, all caps. JJ is only two letters, dude. But it's all caps, motherfucker, and I eat grapes oh, with it. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. JJ, all caps. I'm going to eat JJ, my grapes. JJ, all caps, with his grapes. Still, though, I, I can't believe you're, you're watching Jersey Shore. What the fuck are you thinking? I just, I started watching it. I think Aaron started watching it, and I started watching it with her. And then it just... She left, and I continued to watch. She came back, and I was still watching. I could not turn it off. It was like, you know they say deer in the headlights? It was like velvet sky naked in front of me. I couldn't take my eyes off of it. I was My retinas were burning. I was fist pumping for 24 hours. It was like I had to shake weight. Damn. I couldn't quit. And then 
as I'm watching, I'm informed, oh, this is the second season. you got to watch the first season. So, no, my remote batteries aren't dead because I didn't change the channel. I was locked on the Jersey Shore. May says, I know why Trey watches Jersey Shore. Two reasons. Wow's tits. You are right on the money. Flotation floozy, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know how many times I sit here watching that show going, God damn. God damn. You just want to motorboat those titties, don't you? I Dude, I'd do things to her that would put me in jail in some countries, I'm sure. Uh, probably so. She is fucking smoking hot from the neck down. She's not bad looking, but from the neck down, she is proof that God's a man. And a plastic surgeon at that. I don't know, Trey. I, I might have to, you know, like, pull your man card. I, there's no way I'm going to watch that show. No fucking well, way. Well, you know, you, you say that. You say that. I said that, too. I said, there's no way I will ever watch Jersey Shore. That whole thing seems stupid. Who's this fucking situation guy? Who are you to give yourself a name like the situation that's dumb? But then you get to watching it, and you realize that he's not that bad of a guy. I've hung out with friends of mine that are worse than he is on the dumbass scale. And I'll admit I'm a little older now. You know, you watch that show, at least me, and I see me and my boys with some of the shenanigans that we pulled in the day and the shit that they're going through. And I'm like, oh, I've been there. So, I mean, it's not like it's not like saying I was watching 90210. It's, it's, it's different. Okay. Grandma dog watched it. I, I, I don't she, even she didn't I, understand half of it. I, I don't even want to know about that one. That, that that is she still there or is she gone? No, she's gone. She's uh she won't be with us tonight. She's not here at the house. I almost thought grandma, I was going to have to get grandma, a cease and desist for Grandma Dog. She was no there. Grandma Grandma Dog and, and Gobbles have have left. They, they they won't be back till probably oh I don't know a week or two. I was hoping maybe next year <laughs> they come back. Well, if I could if I could get rid of them, that'd be one thing. But you know, I hear you. What's this about? Crelly bought a turkey. What? Yeah, a fucking Ford kid bought him a pet turkey. I guess you were the inspiration. He wanted a gobbles of his own. He named it gobbles. Wow. That is interesting. He said he bought least. two of them. I hope he ate them. I don't know. Hope he didn't fuck them. I hope not. That's bestiality. Yeah. We, that, we should move on from that. That's frowned upon in most countries. Yeah, it's not necessarily illegal, but it is highly frowned upon. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like oh. JJ in all caps. <laughs> I'm gonna have my grapes. This show is sponsored by Grapes and JJ. All caps. I love that Matt Hardy came on Twitter today. He was like, "Anybody there? Anybody uh, afraid of Matthew Hardy?" I was like, "I ain't afraid of you, motherfucker. I've been trying to get you to come on my wrestling show, but you're too big of a bitch." Yeah, do every show but this one because he knows we'll tear him apart. It's it's all. And then Curly, and then Curly comes in right behind me. Hey Matt, how would you like to do an interview? And I told Curly, I said, "That motherfucker ain't coming on our show. He ain't got the balls. He's afraid." That's all right. Let him be afraid. We're not going to change what we do, so fuck him. I don't care. That's right. I got more important things to deal with. You know what I'm saying? I hear you, Holmes. Like, we we got a full year of things to do. I mean, you know, granted, I'm not looking at booking, you know, guests as frequently as we did there last year toward the end, but I'm sure that there'll be guests on Wrestling News Live in the near future. Oh, yeah. I got some ideas, and I uh, have talked with the manager of a few folks, and uh, we'll get... Quite a few, probably around June-ish or so, June, July, in that area. There's a movie coming out, and a bunch of them are in a movie. So we're just going to interview as many of them as we can. 
And that's a cool thing. I, I, I do want to shift the focus just a little bit. This Friday night, the return of Unplugged. Quit fist pumping. Come on, man. I was thinking about going out and partying on Friday night. Uh, you and the situation can hang on all you want. But this uh, Friday night on Unplugged, of course, we are going to have Maria Canales, former WWE talent. <sighs> Maria. Former girlfriend of CM Punk. Yeah. I think she was even a former girlfriend of Matt Hardy, wasn't she? Well, she's a former girlfriend of the trade dog. There you go. I got picture proof. Ask Crowley. Oh, you're a sick fuck. You know that? I really do. You do? I'm 100% positive. Okay. This I got to see. <clears throat> Apparently, I just got tweeted by JR. Cool. That's pretty cool. So I tell you what. While you check out the... Uh, okay, that's a pretty good tweet from JR. That's kind of nice. Oh, did he say what he said? Boomer sooner back. Thanks from one Oki to another. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. That would be for you. I like JR. JR's a good cat. I'd love to get him on the show sometime. I uh, I talked to him about that the other day. I wasn't going to bring it up on air, but I guess I will. Go for it. Um, he's, he's he's really busy right now uh, with all of his traveling and whatnot with OU and the bowl games and the basketball and shit. And uh, he would like to come on. Um, it's just a matter of when and where it fits in his schedule. And then he joked would be about, well, if I buy some more mustard, he'd come on. <laughs> well, you better go buy some mustard, Trey. And so I told him, I said, well, I do like the mustard. And I'm not, and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not a mustard eater, but I like the mustard that, that, that he makes. Right. Like, I don't like a lot of barbecue sauce, but I like JR. And you know, you of all people know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I told him, I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll buy some barbecue sauce. I'll get another, cause I got a sampler. So I said, I'll get another sampler. And, uh, he knows who I am, obviously, so I said, I'll just put it in with my order to set up with you. He goes, well, upon shipping, I'll set up with you. So we just had a nice back and forth. It was pretty funny. That's pretty cool. That's pretty- so i tell you what, with that said, why don't we go ahead and break into the raw recap. I know people are just dying to know what oh, happened. Do we have to? Yeah, we do. We can make it brief, though. It, it's all good. People are asking for the recap. Where's the recap? I'm kind of excited about this this return of something to the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Now, when the manager sounder played, you heard that, right? I, I did hear it, yes. So if you heard it, then it went out over the air. It did go out over the air, yes. I just want to make sure people weren't going, is Trey high? He just butts <laughs> in with, I got an email. Well, that's why I was, you know, wanting to make sure that you weren't, you know, getting convicted of drug trafficking. I mean, Lord knows we cannot soil the reputation of this show by having one of the hosts be a drug trafficker. And I, and I said this in the chat room, so I want to make sure that I get it out to the, cause, it's good that Chris called in. That just goes to show you there's a lot of people out there listening that do not like you people in the fucking chat room. <laughs> good, point. good point. Just kidding. But there are people out there that listen that don't chat. So it was good to hear from somebody that was out there in the, uh, you know, chatosphere. Stratosphere. Oh, it's, it's always good to hear from people we've never heard from before. See, and they're putting proof of me with Maria in the chat room. I'll be damned. There you go. We got no fear, no darling bombs out. We're going up tonight to kick down every light, to get anything we want, to get everything in sight. We're going till the world stops turning while we burn it to the ground at night. All right, before we start the Raw Report, if I could be racist for a minute. Oh, God, make it quick. 
I'm watching Jimmy Fallon, and I just noticed that there's a white guy in the roots. One white guy. Now, for those of you that are a musician or have any musical knowledge, there are two instruments in a band that are the heart and soul, the backbeat, the bloodline of any band, and that is the drums and the bass, the rhythm. We call it the rhythm section. In a band that's all black, like the Roots, they've got a white guy playing the bass. You know what, though? I I, I did watch the episode they had, was it a couple weeks ago, with <clears throat> The Miz on Jimmy Fallon? Yeah, and they did a hell of a job playing his music. Oh, did they ever? I came to play by The Roots. They did a great job with Triple H when Triple H was on there, too. Yeah, I I did hear that. WWE should hire the Roots to do some of their theme music. I think that might work out in the long term. The Roots are classic, man. I mean, they are well-known. They're, you know, they're a great group. I just never knew they had a white guy in the band. Oh, yeah. That's why why they put him in the back. Perhaps You can't see see him until the camera pans all the way around. (laughs) Perhaps he was the token white guy. Yeah, but can you imagine being the only white guy in the roots? What kind of bullshit you got to put up with? <laughs> Come on, you know they dog his ass out every day. I think carries the bags when the band goes on the tour. The white guy? You damn right he does. Absolutely. It's like it'd be like watching uh, what was that movie? Undercover Brother. Yeah. Neil Patrick yeah. Harris. The reason he was there was because of affirmative action. Yeah. Token white boy. They wouldn't let Jimmy Fallon have an all black band on a late night televised program. Maybe the guy is actually black. He's just albino. No, he's got a he's got a, a frohawk. Okay, I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate, but anyway. But I like that you're covering all your bases. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, now to the raw report that I totally screwed up. And now to the raw report. Daily affirmation. Your daily affirmations. Gosh darn it, people like me. I can be racist for a minute. <clears throat> well, you know, we start things off on Monday Night Raw. I like the flow of the show where they had Michael Cole discussing the incident that happened with John Cena. Uh, we noticed, obviously, Jerry Lawler was not there. They showed the attack that Miz had delivered to Jerry Lawler uh, after his match with, well, after Lawler had won the count-out victory against the Miz, courtesy of the interference by John Morrison, uh, explaining the fact that he was not in town tonight. So we had Michael Cole and Josh Matthews calling the action. But we start things off, which to me is one of the match-of-the-year candidates. And granted, I know it's only the third day of of the new year, but the fact of the matter is we had JJ being all caps, all caps. So we start things off with John Morrison cashing in his number one contendership, a falls count anywhere match against the champion, the Miz. Very, very good match. I mean, uh, we saw a back body drop on the, you know, steel guardrail to John Morrison, which was just fantastic. So many near falls in this, uh, Miz at one point kicked out of Starship Pain. Uh, the Miz hit one of his finishers, and John Morrison kicked out of that. A very good back and forth. I'd say this was about a good 20 minutes. I, probably about 15, 20-minute match, and it was just fantastic. I know there was a couple of spots where I literally set up and went, oh, goddamn, oh, holy shit. And then when Morrison went through the table on the outside of the ring... And as soon as the Miz went for the cover, I went, oh, it's false count anywhere. Shit, he's done. One, two, kick out. I honestly set up and went, oh, my God, holy shit. Yeah, I know. I was, I was I pretty amazed. I wasn't a big fan, and I wanted to get your take on this. I wasn't a big fan of he did the move, 
the big the big crashing finale through the table, and he you know one two kick out. I would have rather him pinned him right there, I think, than gotten up and done the skull crushing finale. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that, that's that's the point. Next, you know, Alex Riley started this thing I mean, off. Finish finish a fucking match without somebody hitting a finisher for once. I agree. Alex Riley started to interfere in this thing, and Morrison kind of took it to him. He did a beautiful shining wizard to Alex oh, Riley, uh, who was on the barricade, and he sold that like a million bucks. Oh yeah, Riley was out. No interference from Riley the rest of the match, which was which was good for the you know Miz and Morrison. But yeah, the big table spot you're talking about. Morrison setting up uh, the Miz on the table to the outside. He goes up to do Starship Pain to the outside. Uh, you know, Miz moving out of the way. Morrison crashing and burning with the Starship Pain through the table. And I and, think he legitimately hurt himself a little bit doing that. It did look a little rough. I'll, I'll give he, you that. He landed kind of sideways, all while Ric Flair on the back body drop. And I think that he may have landed a little funny. And I think something of that table, part of that table, might have, let, might have got him wrong. I don't know. Well, I mean, the the thing about it is, I mean, when you look at him doing the Starship Pain, that's traditionally how he lands. He's usually hitting the side there yeah, when, yeah, he, yeah. when he comes down. So, I mean, he executed it pretty perfect. I mean, just the fact that... I'll, you, I'll give Miz credit. Little motherfucker was quick, boy. Because on the first take, I didn't see him crawl off that table. It, I had to wait for the replay. Oh, yeah. He got the fuck out of the way. But, you know, going through the table with the Starship Pain, I really thought Miz had it right there. And then he basically put the exclamation point on it with the skull-crushing finale. My only problem with this was that The Miz won clean. Every match The Miz has had as a heel champion since he won the WWE Championship, he's had help to win it, whether it was Michael Cole, whether it was Alex Riley. I know you could make the argument that Riley interfered early on, but he was also taken out early on. The fact of the matter is John Morrison stepped it up tonight showed that he does belong where he's at. And any Morrison haters out there, you have to give the guy credit. He stepped his game up tonight, and they had a fantastic match, the both of them. And if this I, this feud is far from over, it, it can't be over. I mean, I think we're going to see more from these two in the future. Um, you know, granted, fantasy booking-wise, I had pegged John Morrison to kind of get an impromptu title win tonight. Since it was starting off the show, I thought, well, they've got to have something up their sleeve. You know, obviously something's going to happen. Maybe Morrison will win the title. There's maybe, a reason why they're doing this. Yeah, maybe at the end of the night, he'll get Holy it back. Sting winning the title on WCW, or the first match of the night, then losing it to DDP in the main event. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought maybe something like that would happen, which would set up a rematch at the Royal Rumble, but that's not the way they went. I was so pissed off that night. That was pretty shitty. But that's not the way they went. Instead, they basically, uh, you know, Miz went over clean. Morrison looked like he was hurt. They're probably going to continue this feud down the road. But you have to give Morrison props. Whether you think he can't talk, whether you think he can't wrestle, he pulled out a fantastic match with the Miz. And Did you can't you say see? that the Miz carried him because they both worked their ass off in that match. Oh, hell yeah. Did you see, and I was talking to uh, Rocket Sock when this was going on, did you see they were going to commercial? He had just hit the Shining Wizard on, on Riley up on the padded rail. Riley falls off. They're showing the replay. Then they pan back to the ring, and you see the Miz, butt, I call it butt scooching. He wasn't getting on his feet, but he was kind of like scooching his cheeks back to the ropes to put his arms on the ropes. Right. And he had that look of fear in his eyes. Did you see the look? That Jomo gave to the camera as they were going to commercial. Yeah. 
I was like, that's a main event guy right there. That's a look. That right there sells me. I believe in that guy. And if you're listening to this on the archive from some other show and you want to laugh about it, well, there's a multi-million dollar company that apparently fucking agrees with me, so get over it. And let's not forget, they're the same company that trained him eight years ago to be where he is today. And obviously, right. he hasn't been fired one time in that eight years, so obviously, he's there for a reason. And the only reason that any of us should give a fuck about, you know, tough enough coming back. You know, I mean, it goes to show you some of these reality shows, the winners aren't always the fucking best. You know, you look at these fucking music shows, like American Idol. The only two people that have done shit from that show that have been winners, really, have been Carrie Underwood and uh, what's her nuts, the, the one, the first one. Oh, uh, Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. But then you've got a bunch of third and fourth place people that have made careers. Look at you Daughtry. Look at Nashville star. Not one winner from that show other than Chris Young has had a hit, except for Miranda Lambert, who just won Female Entertainer of the Year. In country music, and she wasn't even in the top four. Crelly says yeah. he won American Idol. No, Crelly, you did not. No, you did not win American Idol. You didn't even make it to the finals. Rigo says he needs a smoke break, but I'm smoking inside. Now. How do you know I'm smoking inside? <laughs> Are you in here, Rigo? Are you watching me on camera? Big brother. Big brother. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you don't even have to win these reality shows as long as you do well enough to be remembered. This is true. This is so I'm excited. I thought Jomo did a great job tonight, represented himself well. And I don't want to elaborate on that too much because we're going to talk about Jomo, Jomo some more. Well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say this now. When I look at the Royal Rumble coming up, obviously he's not competing in a title match, which is unfortunate at the Royal Rumble. I'd like to see him win the Rumble. I don't know that that's going to happen. I don't want to see someone who's won it before win it. I don't want to see a guy like Randy Orton win or a guy like John Cena well, Randy Orton's not, well, I don't know, I say he's not going to be in it. He's the new number one contender for uh, the Miz at Royal Rumble, right? That, that is true. They're going to continue the feud with Randy Orton and and the Miz at the Royal Rumble, so that should be interesting. I've heard WrestleMania rumors that some of the matchups they want to have, uh, I've actually heard John Cena and the Miz for the WWE Championship, which I really think that's a mistake considering they've got this John punk. Cena and the Miz? That's what I've heard. But I you know, they've got this Already? John Cena punk thing going on. I'd rather yeah, see those they two. They just hook it did up. the whole Cena Miz thing and Cena made Miz look like a you know, punk. No pun intended. I mean, from what I saw tonight between Jomo and the Miz, I'd like to see the crowd get behind him and him possibly have another match. The crowd is behind Jomo. They absolutely are. I mean, he was a fucking rock star out there tonight. They loved Jomo for the minute. His and I, I hate his music. Yeah, he needs his music bad. That's the only the thing I don't his like music about it. They were all about it. I just, you know what? In the last couple of months, the last couple of weeks, I, I've seen a lot of improvement in this guy. And a lot of people might bitch and say his his mic skills aren't there. Not the time he started growing that fucking beard. Really, to be honest with you, <laughs> it's like somebody came to him and said, "Hey, man." We need you to step up because we're going to put you in a high-profile spot. Uh, why don't you grow a little facial hair and get more serious and look more, you know, boom, <laughs> you know? You know what? I'm going to make a bold prediction here. Sometime this year. Sometime. I'm not saying it's going to be WrestleMania. I'm not saying it's going to be SummerSlam. Right. Sometime this year. I 2011. Think 2011. I think Jomo is going to be the world champion. 
I don't think that you're going out on too small of a limb there. Well, I'm taking that. I'm taking that limb. I'm, I'm going to go out there, and if it breaks, I'll fall to the ground, and it'll be my fantasy booking. But that's 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 the way I'm going. Fantasy booking. Fantasy booking, and I don't have the the fucking. We thing don't do me. that on this show, sir. Yeah, we do. We're fans that fucking talk about the product. I'm not an analyst. Neither are you. I'm not a columnist. I'm not a journalist. I don't have a wrestling PhD because there is no I such didn't thing. Go to college. Although I did go to college and I was the sports journalism major and I was the, uh, you know, senior editor for the sports paper, but that's neither here nor there. So I was a journalist at least at one point in my life. Well, there I you still go. Have newspapers with my articles in them to prove it. I believe it. If I, if I must. But you know, that's, that's what you get here. For the fans, by the fans. Trey and I are the biggest wrestling fans you'll ever meet. That's right, dude. And we don't profess to be anything other than that, so. Nope. I think the chat room just wants me to say Alberto Del Rio. Well, I was going to give you that cue here in just a few minutes when we got to they're that going, match. They're going nuts. Alberto Del Rio. Alberto Del Rio. Trentavius, the Pope of WNL Phoenix, has a master's degree. Master at what? Pimp of them hoes. Ah! That's why he is the Pope. Because Pope be pimping, yo. He set me up, that Trentavious bastard. For shazzle my nozzle. For shizzle. No, it's for shazzle. I'd like some grape drink. JJ all caps. What's that purple stuff? So next up we have Scott Stanford interviewing the Miz after his title defense. Miz what saying, do you think of that guy? Uh, you know what? He's been doing a lot of the... I've seen him a lot here in Canada. He used to do the... Uh, see, I have to watch it on the score. And what sucks for me is that I get the show 15 minutes after you guys do. So literally, right. I was in the chat room tonight, and they were talking about the match, and Raw hadn't even started for me. And I'm like, God damn it, this sucks. So Yeah, I, I noticed I had a problem with that when I was trying to catch feeds. A lot of times I'd catch your, your guys' feed. Yeah. So the thing with Scott Stanford, he's been around. Him and Jack Crapella both have been utilized on the score. Uh, basically, they do a 15-minute pre-show before Raw where they kind of talk about last week's episode of Raw. Oh, and so, so he didn't do that now. Yeah, he's obviously he's been with the WWE, but he was doing that pre-show, you know, for the score for the WWE. But uh, kudos to Scott Stanford. I think he's a he's a good talent. He's good at what he's doing for interviews, and he's doing a good job. So you know, kudos to him. I'd like to see uh, you know big things for him in the future. But Miz interviewed by Scott Stanford in the back. You know, he says he's going to go down as the best technical wrestler, the best brawler, the most popular wrestler. He's the Miz, and then Riley comes in and screams. Awesome for him, which I thought was pretty cool for Riley. Hold that thought. I'll be right back, all right? Okay. Go ahead and continue talking or all. I'm going to do that. Next up, we have a six diva tag team match. We have the team of Melina, Maurice, and Alicia Fox taking on the team of Natalia, Eve, Brie Bella. Um, basically, this was a pretty quick little match. We saw a lot of back and forth. The end came when Eve hit a neck breaker on Molina and picks up the win. So your winners are Natalia, Eve, and Brie Bella, and uh, the situation is fist-pumping in the background. Oh, wait, that's true. I'm telling you right now, that was not, that was not a bad match, really. Um, I think that they made it quick, but it wasn't a bad match. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I believe it was Brie Bella that was standing there with them at the end, talking smack. She looked good. The Bella Twins are hot. They're just not very good wrestlers. They're, I don't care. They're, and that's cool. I mean, they're just the classic diva. 
you know, arm candy of a guest host, which apparently I think Raw is done with the guest host thing. I hope. Well, every time they have one, the motherfucker ends up in rehab or something. Well, yeah, I forgot to mention that in the news. Yeah, David Arquette's in rehab. And I saw today that it's not because of drug use, it's because of alcohol and the fact that he misses his wife. Well, I guess if you weren't such a bag of douche, you'd still be married to the hot chick. Well, she got tired of being his mommy, I guess. I don't well, know. don't go on Howard Stern and talk about fucking some waitress if you've got, you know, a hot wife at home. Fuck your wife. Quit fucking around on her. She was always my favorite on Friends. I love Courtney Cox. I mean, I can't say that. I was a Jennifer Aniston guy. But... Well, I mean, I liked Aniston, too. I was never into Lisa Kudrow. No, and you weren't supposed to be. Well, thank God for that, right? You're either supposed to like Monica or or uh, Rachel, and I liked Rachel. Crowley liked Joey, but that's the difference. <laughs> I think he liked Ross. Yeah, he's kind of a Ross guy. Kind of. Wow, speaking yeah. of the devil, she just popped up on TV. There is uh, Courtney Cox. She's on that show, what is it, Cougars? Yeah. She still looks pretty hot. I'm just, you know, you got steak at home, and you're fucking going out for, you know... Jack in the box. Brother, the it's the way of the world. You're saddled down with one woman. You get tired of the same old woman. You're on the road all the time. You're doing your thing. Yeah, the pussy's like tires. Are any of them really that different? No, man. It's all the same thing. You know, I mean, it's it's relatively the same thing. I mean, sure, some some people might do things a little differently. But, but that, the, that could be taught. That could be coached. That could be, hey, baby, I like this. I don't like that. It's just it's just the, It's just the way of things, Trey. You know, people will always cheat. It just, especially if you're a celebrity. You know, some. But he's hot, not really a celebrity, is he? Well, he is because he's <laughs> done he's done several movies. I mean, he's he's well known. I mean, the fact of the matter is, if you're a celebrity, you're out on the road, and women are just throwing it at you. At some point, you're going to be like, huh, you know, I'm not with my wife tonight. Why not? It's just the way the it's the way things work, man. Hey, you know, you ain't going to tell me about all that. I've I've been there. I've been in bands. I've been on you know many an out of town gig when I had a girlfriend and. Seen many, many a groupies. Now, I personally don't condone adultery. <laughs> I mean, you've been with me in Tulsa before at wrestling events. You know okay. how it works. I know how it goes. Next week, I should take that back. I've been with you in Tulsa. Even though Tulsa's my town, you were there before I was there. That That is true. We've And we've hung out with guys like the Naturals who are fucking rock stars. It's just kind of cool to walk into a bar with those two motherfuckers because they're not really like, Holy shit. Not really. It, it, it's it's. It, I mean, okay, it's fun to hang it out is with, with those Chase. Guys. It, 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 not with Andy, but with Chase. Well, it, the, the thing about it is, you know, you walk into a bar with these guys, and the women you better be, you better anywhere be able to you hold go, your own. Yeah, the women just fucking flock to them. You know, it, it, it's it's like being that's the, the beautiful thing is that they can only fuck one up at a time. That's true. That is true. It kills your self esteem to go into a bar with with Chase and Andy. Oh, not me. You know, I, I, I was always happy to do it. I hear you. Of course, of course, I was in a lot better shape then, too. Well, and kudos, so was I at one point in time. But that's a story for another time on another Wrestling News Live. Let's get back to wrestling because that's what apparently we were supposed to be talking about. And we are. And by the way, like I said, I don't want to, you know, exclude the chatters, but I'm curious. So if you're listening, I want you to email WNLshow at Yahoo.com, WNLshow at Yahoo.com. Do you want us to focus more on wrestling? Do you like the entertainment? Do you like the stupid shit that JJ and I talk about? What do you want? Tell us. Give me your opinion. Do we do we dick around too much and not cover re- enough wrestling? My theory is you can get wrestling from any website on the planet anymore. This and there's, is a bazil- there's a bazillion fucking radio shows out there. Yeah, there, there's no lack of wrestling radio shows. That's for damn right. sure. So, I mean, if you can get all that anywhere else, I would have given you things you can't get anywhere else. 
And that's my sense of humor. I think I'm a funny guy. Take it as it is. I'm going to take this pill over here in a minute. I'm going to get real funny. All right. Things will get interesting. So it's it's a- not. It's- <laughs> Back to the Raw recap. Uh, next up, we have a tag team match. The Usos taking on the team, the WWE. This is Sparta! Tag team champions, Santino Morella and Vladimir Kozlov. And they're accompanied to the ring by Tamina, formerly with the Usos. So that was a very interesting little story we had, uh, you know, with, with Tamina and the Usos back and forth, you know, now that she's sided with Santino and Kozlov. I found that very interesting. Interesting. Course, very interesting, but stupid. Uh, at one point. As they both did the Cobra. Cobra! At one point, there is a Samoan drop. Uh, Tamina goes and checks on Santino, gets harassed by Jimmy. Kozlov headbutts him off the apron, and Santino and Tamina hit a double cobra on Jay and celebrate the win. So your winners, Santino and Kozlov, Costino, with their cheerleader, Tamina. Tyrant says in the chat room, Trey, if you and JJ don't do the show you want to do, then that guy basically stopped your freedom of speech and expression. Do you guys ever think any motherfucker on this planet is going to stop my freedom of expression? Well, same here. My speech. <laughs> same here. We're, Ain't we're, nobody gonna muzzle the dog. I'm gonna tell you that right now. It's been tried. It's been tried, but it's not done. It has been tried. You are correct, sir. Kozlov looked like a machine tonight, though. He looked like a. a I'm st- starting to be okay with them having those gay ass belts, but only because they're gay ass belts. I think, as Stryker would call him, the systematic Soviet, Vladimir Kozlov. Mm-hmm. So next up, we have uh, CM Punk coming out to the ring. Uh, laughing sarcastically, thanking the fans, says he loves being in Phoenix. Uh, he's been looking around for John Cena. I found this funny, but he can't see him because Cena isn't there. <laughs> and it's and it's because of him. You turned around his catchphrase and you used it on him. <laughs> see what he did there. Punk says he kept his promise. He delivered. He's a leader, and that's why Nexus begged him to be their new leader. He mocks the fans for chanting Cena. And says, hustle, loyalty, respect is just a catchphrase to Cena, but Punk expects him to out himself and the Nexus. Superman has fallen. You know what? I have to say, CM Punk is gold on the microphone. on his knees. So next up, we have the Nexus music hitting. Wade Barrett comes out, tells Punk that there's a reason Cena is out. It's not him. It's the fact that he did it and calls Punk basically a liar. Punk says they should settle this right now. And they ask the rest of the Nexus to come out and help them with this. Uh, so we have all of the Nexus, Michael McGillicuddy, Justin Gabriel, Husky Harris, you know the like. Every member of Nexus comes down. David Otunga, uh, he's the first one to say anything. He says they both make good points, but before he can continue, obviously the raw general manager comes in and says that before things get out of hand, there's... I hear the raw GM. No, I was just telling what that's what it sounded oh, okay, like. Okay, okay, cool. Wanted to make sure it wasn't the WNL GM. No, I'll let you know. Okay. Uh, basically, the Raw GM says that tonight there will be a three-man steel cage number one contenders match between Wade Barrett, CM Punk, against Sheamus and Randy Orton. Barrett says the leader of Nexus, he will get the spot in the match, and Punk says that he can have the spot, but he wants to talk. Uh, he wants to talk things out instead of having the match. Punk says if Barrett wins, he's earned it. If he loses, he's out of the Nexus, and Punk is the leader. 
Plunk asks for it to be a gentleman's bet, and Wade agrees. As they shake on it, the cameras show the cage above the ring. So basically, it turns into a triple threat. Plunk obviously obligates himself out of it, allows Wade Barrett to compete in this triple threat match for the number one contendership. Next up, we have Alberto Del Rio, who's making a very... I wanted to see if you caught something tonight. What's that? I I don't know if it was done on purpose or not. I'm not going to give you my opinion of it. I'm going to let it pass this time before I take the guy to task. And I'm afraid that if I did take the guy to task, it would open up a whole can of worms on this show. And that would not be my desire. That's not what I'm looking for. I just, I thought it was awfully funny that, you know, CM Punk does this whole straight edge gimmick thing and, you know, how he's the savior and blah, 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 blah. Did anybody else notice that in the palm of both of his hands, the little red dots, as if he'd been nailed to the cross? You know what? I did not notice that. Get you a second look. I think that's a little too far. I'm just going to leave it alone. I don't want to stop. I don't want to open up a whole can of worms, but I didn't care for it. I hear you. I'll, I'll check it out. I was busy doing some production stuff, so I didn't really catch uh, the detail there, but I'll definitely check it out on the replay. So... Now we have Alberto Del Rio, who is a SmackDown superstar, but making a special appearance on Monday Night Raw yet again. Uh, he says his destiny is to become the World Heavyweight Champion so that his name will live in the hearts of everyone. His destiny, of course, is to win the Royal Rumble and main event WrestleMania. Our truth comes out, interrupts him, and asks Phoenix, Where's your keys? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> a very familiar question that we hear him ask all the time. What's up? He says Alberto's only destiny is to go back where he came from, and he's the man that's going to send him there. He slaps him in the face, and of course, off goes the bell for this particular match. The line of the night, yep. the old thing, was Michael Cole. Well, at least he's got rid of that damn crunk song. True that. So, for once, I can say I agree with Michael Cole. I just, I find it funny that he's going back to What's Up. I mean, this is the same song he used in TNA. So, you literally had the same song in two different federations did he not used to come out to what's up in tna he did well there you go towards the end how many how many rap cds has he done several well he told me at the bar one night that the last cd he had done was sk quick yep and that vince owned it all so he couldn't even touch it well he, he was really really butthurt about it i mean uh, really butthurt. he was selling the shit back at wrestlecon in 2004 that was a different album that was a different album i think well, this was after he had been with the WWE, and he was with TNA well, yeah. at that point. So yeah, I, 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 yeah, I know what you're talking about, too. He has, dude, that guy's got so many fucking tapes and albums and shit. But this last one that he was talking about, the last one he did with WWE, he was really butthurt about because he thought it was one of his best, and it wasn't available for him to have any access to. That's the price you pay when you when you sign with a big company like the WWE. I didn't know that. I mean, I've talked to Truth before, but I never talked to him about his rap albums. I just I found it funny he was selling them. At conventions and stuff. Yeah, I think he was probably selling older older albums. That was like yeah. Sean Stasiak was, yeah. I used to talk to him too. Mark Russo and I used to have a pretty good relationship with Sean Stasiak back in back in 04. And he was trying to sell like the best of Sean Stasiak. And he was trying to use his WWE footage. And it was okay to sell it at the convention when there was nobody there to you know buy it from the WWE. But Russo was telling him, Dude, you, you, cause he wanted a website and he wanted to sell his, his, his videos. And Russo's like, dude, you can't do that because they own your shit. Like they own everything you've done. You have to get permission to do that. 
And so he was pretty dejected. So that's, you know, he moved on and became a cop. Was there ever really a best of Sean Stasiak? Well, it was pretty short tape, I'm sure, but. I was going to say, was it 30 seconds? Now he is a chiropractor and. Good for him. So, Dr. Stasiak. Dr. Meat. Dr. Meat. That's right. So, moving on back to Alberto Del Rio versus R Truth. This was a pretty good match back and forth, but the ending came as, uh, Truth gets put into the cross arm breaker. He tries to hold out. At one point, I thought he had his legs in the ropes. And uh, he's in this move for probably about 30, 40 seconds before he finally taps. But your winner via submission, Alberto Del Rio. But I thought Truth put up a good fight tonight. Yeah, he looked good in the ring. It's it's sad because, you know, he went from being a TNA World Heavyweight Champion to well, being it, well, nothing, to being a joke. To be fair, he was an NWA World Champion. Well, yeah. Which, to me, is more prestigious than TNA. Well, exactly. But... He's just a clown over at WWE. I mean, he's there to sell merch. Well, he makes the money to do it, though. I mean, that's that's the thing. He's got a gimmick. He's got a role to play on the show. And as long as he's happy, then hey, who are we? You know, if he's if he's not making the money he wants, I mean, I can understand that. But you know, he's getting paid to pretty much come out, dance, do some shit, have Eve dance with him, and you know, you what know. sucks is that if he's backstage and he wants to do a run in. He has to think about it. Should I do this or not? Because if I go out there, i got to sing that stupid fucking song. Yeah, it's not really cool to do a run-in when you're singing What's Up on the way down. What's up? What's up? I'm about to run in. What's up? Oh, you're killing me. So Squeeze next, me and feel me and say what's up. Next up, we have Wade Barrett addressing the Nexus, basically telling them that he made them stars. He made them champions, and he can do that again. CM Punk is selfish, and he's using them. Punk walks in and says he must be talking about himself. Says they're pulling for him tonight. Wade leaves and Punk shakes each member of the Nexus's hands. Oh, very interesting little segment we've got. We've got the Battle of the Nexus. Wade Barrett, CM Punk. You gotta love it. I uh, think that the, the crowd is gonna end up taking to Wade Barrett. Well, I, I, I'm getting to that. Next up, we have Randy Orton, who's being interviewed again. Uh, basically said that last year he was too nice, and this year he's not gonna think twice about stuff. He's not gonna show the compassion that he showed last year because he made that mistake and lost the WWE championship. So you're going to see a ruthless Randy Orton in 2011. A ruthless aggression, which I thought, you know, we need to see that because really Randy Orton, I like the guy. I'm just, I don't know if I'm high on him as a face. I, I'm still big into him as a heel. Me too. I thought he was the best heel in the business there for a while. His sadistic Viper stuff. I thought was awesome. He would just give you those cold ass looks and then come and fucking oh, yeah. kick your head off. You know that was like the best shit. But I mean, oh, uh, people. I mean, it's just crazy how I, I, I you know, with everything that happens tonight, Wade Barrett, and everything that happens with him, how everybody was so down on Wade Barrett because what he was doing to Cena, you know. Yeah, it's interesting. It's so, vaginal. It's vaginal. So next up, we have the number one contenders uh, still threat cage match, the main event. The winner will face the Miz at the Royal Rumble. King Seamus, fella, taking on fella. Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett about to be faced, Wade Barrett. And Randy Orton. Um, this is a really good match back and forth between the three guys. Um, not bad. You know, not bad. I mean, it. you know, it was what it was. At one point, uh, Seamus counters an RKO into an Irish curse, which I thought was really cool. I think it was kind of cool that the baby face to win actually used the door. That's what I hate about cage matches anymore is that the babyface has to climb out or be pinned or submit. You know, the bad guys, they'll just walk out the fucking door. The, the thing that bothered me, though, I mean, when they announced there was a triple threat number one contenders match, 
and you, you saw who was going to be involved in it, the only obvious choice to win out of the three was Randy Orton because he's the only face in the group. Right. You know, you, you can't you can't have a double heel match at the Royal Rumble. Right. That would be stupid. Why would you have Sheamus taking on the Miz? They're both fucking heels. Why would you have Barrett taking on the Miz? Because at, at this point, they're both fucking heels. So the only guy by proxy to win this would be Randy Orton, the guy who lost the title to the Miz in the first place. Right. Who is considered a face. And who wants his rematch. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it just, you know, from that standpoint to me, it didn't make a lot of sense. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, the finish came. Sheamus basically knocking down Wade Barrett uh, starts to go for the cage door. And quick as a hiccup, Randy Orton hits the RKO and walks out of the cage. Out of nowhere. Just out of nowhere. Just like quick as a fucking hiccup, like I said, from I nowhere. Mean, like he was on the ground and like two seconds later, Sheamus was down with the RKO. That's he right. walks out of the cage. He's the new number one contender. So now we I thought Sheamus was walking out. Yeah, I thought he was I really too. Did. So now we have Randy Orton taking on the Miz at the Royal Rumble for the WWE Championship. And Wade Barrett getting screwed by CM Punk. At one point, CM Punk goes to the top to help out Wade Barrett, so we thought, get out of the cage while both Randy Orton... Offering his hand, saying, the only choice you have is if you want to win, take my hand, I'll help you. He then tears the armband off the, uh, the arm of Wade Barrett, the Nexus armband, and then pummels him, knocks him down, and we find out that Wade Barrett looks to be turning face now, as he is no longer a part of the Nexus. Interesting. I think what you take out of this, I think what you take out of this is Sheamus and Triple H are about to happen. Randy and the Miz are now going to happen, and now you've got a nice Wade Barrett trying to beat up the Nexus for kicking him out storyline. Well, it makes sense. I mean, with Triple H, I mean, you you had said before the show even started tonight that. Before Rod started, you had a, you had that feeling that Triple H was going to be there, and unfortunately, he wasn't. But oh no, no, he was there. Well, okay, he was there, but he wasn't ah, there. Ah, gotcha, smartass. Um, I just right now, I think the Rumble is the proper time to bring him back as a surprise, and yeah, obviously have him eliminate Sheamus. Time to play the game. And I think going into Elimination Chamber, you're going to have Randy Orton and Miz and Triple H and Sheamus all involved in that Elimination Chamber in a world. Where Randy Orton is one man, one man alone taking on the Nexus. No, I think Randy Orton versus Miz, full fledged, decent match. Miz goes over, it only helps his credibility as a champ. That's true. I mean, tonight we did see a clean win. He did uh, beat Morrison Curly Curly said, wow, was Caval on the show? Um, yes. Caval was getting drinks for everybody. No, he wasn't there, you dumbass. I was in the WWE for a cup of coffee. I make funny faces when I poop. Now, now I'm going to be doing movie doing commercials. commercials. Now I am the ultimate warrior. No, that's been done. I am the uh something warrior. What warrior? What? What can I be? Um, the um, help me out here. I am the movie I'm trailer the, warrior. The movie trailer warrior, warrior, warrior. There in a go. world where a bald-headed man that stands five foot three can win a competition and become a WWE superstar, he gets pissed off and quits within six months. Well, apparently he wanted out, so, you know, it is what it the is. The Samurai Warrior. Low-key coming back. Low-key. So, I look like the Monkey Man in the original Bloodsport movie. So, what's Caval been doing since he left the WWE? Well, he's just keeping it low-key. I keep things low-key, and I sleep at night with Lay Cool. Ba-dum-bum-bum-psh. 
<sighs> I'll be down at the Chuckle Hut tomorrow night. This humor is brought to you by. Show is different than the nine thirty show. This uh, humor is brought to you by JJ. All caps. Eat grapes. grapes. All right. Well, that said, we're going to take our final commercial break of the evening. We're going to come back. Ooh, I get to reveal what's coming back to the show. Ooh, right now or after the break? After the break with Caval. I do know we have emails and phone calls coming up. Ooh, let's do those too. All right. Well, that said, we'll be right back with more wrestling news live right here on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, what's up? It's the LDB 135th, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Network. Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexay of Sunday Night Showdown. If you're looking for the latest wrestling news on the World Wide Web, you should check out www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com. It's the official news source for Sunday Night Showdown, and you should make it your official news source as well. Once again, that's www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com. Hi gang, this is Mean Gene Okerlund from the WWE, and uh, you're listening to my very dear close personal friends, JJ and Trick. I bet those names are right. Yeah, I believe I do. Right here on Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. Is this on? <laughs> Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that Triple H. This is Flair Sixteen Tom. Welcome back to Wrestling News Live with your host JJ Sexy and the Trade Dog. All right, guys, we're back. Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. You can also find us streaming at AudioWrestling.com and even www.wrestling-online.com has the stream available as well. So we are pimping it out in multiple places. Of course, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay, and I'm joined by my co-host, the very controversial outlaw of the IWC, the Trey Dog. Now, it's time to introduce what the general manager of the show was talking about earlier, something that is coming back to the show. It's been gone for a couple years, was always one of my favorite segments. And I thought, what the hell, we'll kick off 2011, and we'll add it to the very first show of the year. We won't do this every week, but every other week, maybe. So, with that said, the first person, JJ, that calls in 
Excluding the fucking foreign kid. Yes, we've excluded the foreign kid for this. He doesn't count. Well, he, he does count, but he doesn't count in this particular segment. Well, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Um, anybody but the foreign kid can participate in what I like to call Wrestling News Live Rapid Fire. The way Yay. this works, five questions. Each person gets a minute and a half. If you hear the buzzer, the new time is up. Be quick, get in, get out, and get your opinion heard. So with that being said, we'll just go right ahead and play the intro in the hopes that we have a caller call in while we're doing this, and uh, we'll go from there. Time now for Wrestling News Live Rapid Fire. Short, sweet, and to the point, guys. A minute and a half per topic. Me lose brain? Uh-oh. Guys, are you ready? All right, welcome back. Rapid fire to the program, ladies and gentlemen. Wrestling News Live, rapid fire. The general manager of the show has given me the five questions. Keep in mind, JJ and the caller that will participate has no idea what the questions are. I do, because obviously they were sent to me. I'm stumped. I'm stumped. You're going to be in the dark. Pretty much. So when we get a contestant ready to play along with us, we will do so. Pimp out that phone number again, Trey. The phone number, 1-800-605-4028. 1-800-605-4028. If you want to play along on the first edition of Rapid Fire on Wrestling News Live for the year 2011. We do apparently have someone on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? Hollywood. 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 Always up to no good. Go play some uh, Rapid Fire with us, buddy? Yeah, sure. All right, here we go. We will start with you, JJ Sexday. It's just JJ all caps. Oh, JJ all caps, my bad. JJ all caps with grapes. <laughs> with the grapes, that's right. Question number one. Remember, you have a minute and a half. Okay. With the success of SmackDown on the USA Network to adjust for the holiday schedule and the overall success of what was WWE Week on the USA Network, do you think all WWE programming should be moved to the USA Network so it's all of the same channel and gets better promotion? Go. Absolutely. I think that, uh, you know, SmackDown airing on USA had one of the best ratings it's had in that time slot. Uh, granted, I'm okay with them being on Friday night on the Sci-Fi channel. I'm not up in arms about it like some people I know. Uh, at first, I thought it might be a mistake to move it to Sci-Fi, but it's doing well. But honestly, I would rather see the WWE programming remain on the USA Network. And Friday night's not exactly the greatest night to uh, you know to have SmackDown on. So I think Tuesday night would be a better night for SmackDown. So yes, I am all for bringing the WWE programming to the USA Network. All right, that was JJ All Caps. Hollywood, always up to no good. Do you think that all of the WWE's programming should be on the USA Network, and why? Uh, no, I kind of got to disagree with that. And the reason I disagree would just be simply, you know, just marketing. It's better to have your product kind of spread out over different, you know, markets. So some people, you know, can get, you, know, you can just market more. You get more people kind of looking at it, you know, from different uh, channels. All right. I, I, I see your point. I guess uh, I will agree with my co-host, J.J. All Caps, who's fond of the grapes. I will say that it's probably a good thing to have it all on the USA Network. You saw the rub that SmackDown got from just being on the night after Raw. It wasn't some small little number. It was a substantial, almost double, 
what SmackDown's getting over on Sci-Fi. Um, I think it's good to go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, get your programming out of the way. Um, I also think that would give more time off to wrestlers. And I also think that it would be better for the fan who no longer has to go, do I get that channel? And then hunt and search and go, what night is it? Okay, what's on what channel? Okay, that uh, it's all right there for you, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. At the end of Raw, you promote what's going to happen on SmackDown. At the end of SmackDown, you promote what's going to happen on Superstars. And boom, there you go. So there's my thoughts on question number one. Question number two. We saw The Miz take on John Morrison for the WWE title to open up 2011 as the year's first official match. We saw about a four-star match, in my opinion. So with a new number one contender already crowned tonight in the cage, Randy Orton, the question is, did the WWE push the Jomo versus Miz battle too soon just so they could say they did it and got it out of the way? And if not, is Jomo done with the title hunt, or is he just getting started, meaning this was a quick one and done? JJ. Um, I think this is a quick one and uh, Well, okay, I think he's just getting started. Let me rephrase that. Uh, like I said, I made a prediction, a bold one, that sometime this year, the WWE Championship or the World Heavyweight Championship will be around the waist of John Morrison. I think this is the year for John Morrison to really branch out and establish himself as a main event talent. He's worked his ass off for a long time. You can't argue with the fact that the last six months or so, we've seen uh, a substantial change in the gimmick for John Morrison, his work rate in the ring. The stuff that he does, he's been, uh, you know what, he, in my opinion, he's coming his own. So yeah, I think this is a, the start of bigger things for him. I don't think it's gonna happen at Mania. Who knows? It could happen by Survivor Series, but I think yes. This is the year of Morrison. He's gonna get a championship run. Good answer. I'll go next. I think that they did push John and Miz a little too soon. Because my question is, if you weren't gonna put John over tonight, then why bother having that match? If the guy's going to lose his first real big shot at the title, and you're going to name a number one contender in the same night for the next pay-per-view, all you're doing is shuffling John not one spot back, but several spots back. It just made no sense to me. Um, I think they rushed it because they needed somebody for the Miz to feud with and then all of a sudden they thought, well, we're this close to WrestleMania. Maybe we should just go ahead and have this match and move on to start building towards Mania if John Morrison's not our guy. Um, I think that they could have completely, completely not had this match. Save this for what I consider the beginning of the new year on the wrestling calendar, which is right after Mania. Granted, January 1st, 2011, start of a new year for us. In the wrestling world, the new year starts after WrestleMania. They should have held this feud off till then. So for now, I think it was a quick one and done. If they're already getting ready to move on to Randy Orton. Hollywood. Right, I'm kind of in the midst of this. I do agree with you, Trey, that this is a one and done for right now. That for, you know, until after Mania, John Morrison is just going to be kind of shuffled into the mix. And at the same time, after Mania, I think, you know, after the wrestling, after the new wrestling year starts, I got to agree with JJ because it is going to be a banning year for Morrison. Okay. That's my, that's my statement on that. Now, before we move on, I, I did want to make one little side note here. Uh, if you go back and, and look at 2008, when Jeff Hardy was still with the WWE, right. he chased the, the World Heavyweight Championship and the WWE Championship all fucking year. He had right. great matches with, with Triple H. 
Um, and that's what made everybody love him so much is because he kept coming so close and not coming all the way through. And I'm almost thinking we're going to see a banner year like that for John Morrison this year where he's going he's to chase that title. And then finally he's going to get that, uh, that one. He's going to finally beat somebody like The Miz or whomever it's going to be. I think The Miz is the right guy for him to beat considering their, their hey, past together, their rivalry. Uh, it just makes like more punk, sense. Maybe. Well, I, I really think when he does win it, it's going to be for Miz. So what you're saying is, is yes, this is the year of John Morrison, although this was just an appetizer. Well, like I said, it, it's a lot like the Jeff Hardy thing from 2008, where you know they, they really spent a banner year trying to get him set up for that championship run in 2009. And I, and I would agree with you wholeheartedly, 100%, had they not already moved on to Randy Orton in the cage. Well, but that's just it. They didn't actually just move on to Randy Orton. If you think about it, there's unfinished business between him and The Miz. Or will they add Joe Mo to this? Well. They like their three only ways. Time, only time will tell. So, all right, Hollywood, get ready. You're up first for question number three. Are you ready? This <laughs> yep. is Wrestling News Live Rapid Fire brought back by the general manager tonight. I haven't done this in several, hey. several years. Question number three. I remember it before. Yeah, we used to do it every show. Now it's just going to be yeah. one of those things we do every once in a while. Just more of the entertaining things we do here on Wrestling News Live. <laughs> Somebody will be copying it next week. Don't worry. Um, question yeah. number three. If you were standing in a bathroom doing your business and John Cena popped out of the stall yelling at you, what would you do? I'd probably flip him the bird and tell him, I'm kind of busy right here, pal. Uh, uh, and uh, you might want to stand downwind. <laughs> JJ, all caps. Let me grab a grape. What was the question? If you're standing in the bathroom doing your business and John Cena were to pop out of the stall and start yelling at you, what would you do? I'd probably piss on the motherfucker. <laughs> I'd be like, wrong motherfucker to talk to, bitch. I think I, if I was standing there with my dick in my hand, I'd piss on him. And then I'd say, wait a minute. Why the fuck are you trying to get me to shave in a public bathroom? I do that shit at home. You want, to, you want me to shave with your razor come to my house? Don't catch me while I'm at a, a restaurant with somebody. Pop into my house. Pop into my bathroom at my house. Then I'm going to punch you. I'm going to shoot you. And I won't go to jail because it'll be self-defense. Yep. Question number four. Who should be the Royal Rumble winner? And who will be the Royal Rumble winner? I'll go first. Who should be the Royal Rumble, Rumble winner? Who's somebody out there that needs that push? Man, I'm gonna go with. I don't know that he. I don't know that he needs the rumble though for the push. But they planted the seeds tonight of being his destiny. I'm gonna go with Alberto Del Rio to win the rumble by hook or crook, so that he can face Edge at WrestleMania for Edge's title. Who do I think will win the Royal Rumble? Probably John Cena, and that'll suck. So, JJ, all caps. Hmm. John Cena. Uh, you know, he's only won one Royal Rumble, so he's not up there with Michaels or Austin yet. Who, he will probably win the damn thing, which is gonna suck if he does. I would like to see maybe Triple H come back, but then again, if Miz is the champion, then you have Triple H and Miz, which, I don't know. Too early for that. I'm gonna be real honest. If it were up to me to pick, and I guess I'm just a homer for the motherfucker, I would pick John Morrison. So says JJ, all caps. Pass the grapes. <laughs> Hollywood. Who should win? I'm gonna go with CM Punk to should win. I'd like to see him get another push to the title. 
I mean, he's kind of earned it, you know, being the back being the backbone and doing his, doing his shtick in on the announce table. And who will win? I gotta go with you guys. I gotta go, with John Cena. I want him to win, but I just know that they're just gonna push him because he's the big face. I like the Punk pick, but the Nexus behind him. I mean, I can see that and happen. It works, and it works, you know, because I'll sit there and help him win it. So, I mean, that would be the good, that'd be good fantasy booking right there. Well, they're asking in the chat room, why would John Cena be in a men's bathroom? I guess they haven't seen the obvious new John <laughs> Cena commercial that only aired three times during Raw tonight where he pops out of the stall while somebody's washing their hands and goes, Hey, have you tried the new blah, 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 razor? You can't see me. And he throws a trash can at one guy, I, I think. I don't know. I just thought if John Cena popped out of the bathroom I was in, he'd probably get a Judy chop right upside the head. All right. Final question. JJ, all caps with all the grapes. Go first. Will the Miz be champion at Mania? And if so, who does he face at Mania? Um, I'm going to say yes, the Miz makes it to Mania the champion. Whether he loses it at the Rumble and gets it back a week after, or whether he loses it at the Elimination Chamber and finds some way to weasel his way back into the championship, I see him going to Mania as the champion. Uh, who beats him? Like I said, the rumor is could be John Cena, but I think that's a mistake. Mm-hmm. I would almost have to go with my homie again. <laughs> if he wins the Royal Rumble, I gotta say Jomo. Damn. I'm beating a dead horse, I know. He's high on that Jomo stock. I'm a big fan of Jomo. So I'm going with John Morrison. Alright. I will go with, yes, unfortunately, I hate to say it, but I think the Miz will be champion at Mania. And I think with what I've already said with Alberto Del Rio. Alberto Del Rio. Winning the Royal Rumble, he will face Edge for that title, leaving The Miz to face whatever they want to do storyline-wise. And I think you're going to have The Miz versus a combination of John Cena and John Morrison in a triple threat match. Somehow, some way. Two Johns and a Miz. Yeah. And that's my prediction at this point. Does that make The Miz a prostitute? If he's out there with two Johns, it might. There you go. But he's kind of been a hoe all the time anyway. Pretty much. much. Hollywood, always up to no good. Question number five. I'm going to say, I'm going to say no. I don't think he makes it to Mania. I mean, he could. There's that big, strong possibility. But I had that feeling that he's going to get, he's going to lose that title right the last pay-per-view before Mania. And that person's going to carry over the champion. This has just kind of been a trial run for him. They're just really kind of seeing what they can do with him. So I don't know if he's going to make it to Mania or not. Uh, if he was to make it to Mania, who would he face? I gotta say, probably the same thing you're saying, John Cena and John Morrison. I can't see anyone else in that picture unless Randy Orton, but they've kind of played Randy Orton Miz so many times it's kind of getting old. Yeah, we're gonna have another chapter of that too, so that's why I left Randy Orton out of it, so. Alright, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was your rapid fire for this week. Don't try this at home in Hollywood. Thanks for, p- for participating. No biggie. It was always fun. Later. Later. Rapid Are fire, you? that was fun. I thought we lost you. No, no, I'm here. So, yeah, there you go. That's that's, that's rapid fire for you. Just having some issues. You know how it is being JJ, all caps. JJ, all caps. Maybe I'm going to start fucking Twittering all the time now. Fucking talking shit. That's right. That's the way to do it. Are they going to have Money in the Bank at WrestleMania this year? Probably not. I don't think so. I think they're going to do Money in the Bank again. As a pay-per-view itself? Pretty much, yeah. Which sucks. I, I would much rather have it as a one-off thing at WrestleMania. Yeah, right? I would do. You know, it kind of makes for it. But then again, if they don't do that, then maybe we'll actually see intercontinental title defenses and U.S. title defenses. 
rather than having the U.S. champion and the Intercontinental champion involved in a Money in the Bank. It would be nice to see the Intercontinental I, title defended at WrestleMania. I, just a thought. I don't know. There's a new number if you want to call in, 1-800-605-4028, 1-800-605-4028, toll free. Free. As we like to say. Brass eyes in the chat room. He's a Hello Kitty. Yep, he's broadcasting for us on Ustream tonight. Well, hadn't seen that boy in a while. Well, he is back. Then there's, guess who else is back? Who else is back? Shabba-labba-ding-dong, Guido Hardy. I've been seeing Evan O'Brien in the chat tonight. Evan O'Brien. From headlocks to headlines.com. Special K. He doesn't like his nickname. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder why. Think I don't about know, it. he's kind of, kind of stuck. What he called in? I said, hey, Special K. He doesn't like it. Mace said he'd like to call in, but he might fuck our shit up. Well, fuck it up, man. Do it. Fuck it up anyway, Mace. Call in, you fucking foreign bastard. No, Tyrant. The Evan that I'm always pissed off at is not Evan O'Brien. In fact, that Evan that I was pissed off at is not an issue anymore. He's banned forever, so we'll never see Evan in the chat room again. Rocket Sock's in the chat room. Yeah, Rocket Sock, who, you know what? Big props to Rocket Sock and the WTR crew for... The best of last week. If you didn't listen to last week's show, definitely check it out. Great job. I had to, I had to steal the old, uh, I had to steal their intro. So one more week. We had to play it one more week. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's go to emails. We'll read those till we get some phone calls. All right. One second. What the fuck happened to my eyes? Shabalama Ding Dong says, I've been here, but you couldn't see me. I don't know if he's being serious or if he's being John Cena. I think he's May- being John Cena. Maze is corn. And then there's Rigo 44. I don't know what to think of him. Wow, looks like we're getting a bunch of emails in tonight. Really? Yeah, but well, we did take a week off. I got mail! Yay! I got mail! Yay! Of course you have an email, you idiot! Just read it! Yay. This one comes to us from our good friend T.M. Bronx. Some year-end notes. Happy Bronx. New Year to all the members of the WNL family and the SNS Radio Network. Happy New Year to the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay, and thank you for providing us with 10 months of entertainment, news, great interviews, fun, and enjoyment. The Craptacular and the Best of 2010 were great, and Sunday Night Shitfaced was indeed a real treat. <laughs> I am glad I found a second family in 2010, of which I am very proud to be a member of. I'd like to send out a thank you to some other folks, too. Some folks we all know. The wrestlers. I was shocked at the firing of Cabal a few days before Christmas. Unfortunately, after Christmas, I got sick as hell and was vomiting and battling a 101 fever. I blame the Trey dog for infecting me through the chat room. Just kidding. Trey would be more likely to take a plane to New York and just jump me in the street if he were pissed at me. Seriously, as of this writing, I have not caught up in my wrestling news yet and don't know if there are any circumstances behind Cabal's firing. I've been too busy watching Star Wars, to which I am now hooked. Thanks a lot, JJ. By the way... Uh Was I the only one who thought that the princess was a bitch when she first got rescued? She could have hummed Luke like a Christmas tune after he saved her sorry ass. Alas, I digress. He obviously hasn't got the Return of the Jedi yet, where they reveal that Luke and Leia are in fact siblings. Right. Because he might change his thoughts on that. Hope I didn't spoil it for him. I was going to say you just spoiled it for him. Oh, well, I'm sure he's listened to it by then. Uh, I think it was cold the fire cabal as so soon before christmas but again i do not know all the facts well unfortunately we found out he did ask for a release bronx so he got what he wanted that was his christmas present to get released from the e uh throughout the year wrestlers are criticized for various things 
be it driving drunk, <laughs> Alex Riley, showing up at arenas high or being unwilling to put people over, <laughs> Jeff Hardy. Um, it seems the media will ejaculate in its proverbial underwear to break a negative wrestling story, yet sit back and sleep when it comes to reporting all the positive things that wrestlers do. Most faults I mentioned from, from above deserve criticism, especially where a piece of human trash like Jeff Hardy is concerned. However, I think it's only fair to praise some of our beloved wrestlers when the need arises. These are men and women who sometimes work an average of 300 days a year. That leaves them very little time to be with their loved ones or even sleep in their own beds. During the few moments of private time they have, they are inundated with fans, reporters, hecklers, and the like. Any moments of privacy are violated. We have guys like John Cena, who has fulfilled over 200 Make-A-Wish requests. We have guys like The Miz, who, like him or not, has gone far beyond the scope of his contract in promoting and supporting the business. Let's not forget Batista, who has launched campaigns against cancer and most horrible of diseases. And provided a daughter who did porno. Exactly. A very boring porno. What I am trying to say is forget the storylines for a minute, forget the characters, and appreciate the men and women behind the business. Men who ice sore muscles every night. Women who are objectified and called hoes by Mark fans. People who have to make the last-minute flights, book hotels, rent cars, eat fast food, and rush to arenas on time for our enjoyment. Sure, some are paid well. Most are not. Some are still struggling. Some are still working in the gyms and bars in the indies, getting paid shit to get beaten and battered every night, with all the hope that someday they will make it to the big leagues. With the IWC usually always leaning towards the negative, let me project a positive here. Whether it's TNA, the WWE, Ring of Honor, whether it's in front of 200 people or 20,000, wrestling history is built on the backs of athletes who started often enough with nothing and busted their asses to make it. It's built on rental cars, hotel rooms, last-minute flights, and most of all, sacrifice. So Happy New Year to all the hard-working wrestlers out there, and thanks for 2010. In closing, I'd like to exclude two guys from my praise. To the Hardys who criticize the fans in the IWC, let me throw your way a sincere and heartfelt happy new fuck you. You are two guys who would be making license plates now if not for the Internet fans. Hey, Matt, remember how you got your job back? We're afraid of you? We got you rehired, you ingrate cocksucker. I'm more afraid of my fucking shadow at two in the morning than you. You are both ungrateful, selfish, substance-abusing fucking junkies. And I've lost all respect for both of you. Keep filming you shoot videos. Maybe in the end, that's all you're fucking good for. And Jeff, how about filming a shoot video of you being penetrated by Bubba in jail? Oh, never mind. You and Matt will just complain the footage of the soap being dropped was released too late. It's not the Naked New Year's baby with 2011 stamped on its ass. It's TM Bronx. Happy New Year, all. Very, very passionate email from TM Bronx. No shit. I like it. I'm scared. It's got a beat. We can dance to it. All right. Fuck it. Play it again. We'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. This next one comes to us from our good friend Filio. It's entitled Filio. It's entitled TNA Knockouts. Welcome back, JJ and Trey. Two of my emails read on the craptacular. I feel like a made man. I hope your holidays were good. Quick, funny story for you guys. On Christmas Eve, my father pulled out a bottle of wild turkey for us to drink. <laughs> Immediately, I flashed back to Sunday night shit-faced, and I couldn't help but laugh my ass off. Needless to say, I had to explain why it was so funny and the origins of the term wild chicken. I also had a topic to bring up. I wanted to ask you guys to provide some idea as to what TNA is doing with this knockouts tag division. 
I know women's wrestling isn't a common topic on the show, but it came up a few weeks ago, and there don't seem to be any rhyme or reason for what's going on. With only six women on your roster, how do they intend to pull this off? Your pairings are limited now as you only with only six women. Throw in the fact that Tara is, a, is in a bitter feud with the hardcore interracial, I'm sorry, I mean hardcore country, Mickey James, that the former beautiful people are feuding with current BPers, or whatever they are now. Anyway, outside of Tara Mickey feud, the knockouts division, which was once a bright spot for TNA, is now turning quickly into junk. The ODB interview was great, by the way. Keep up the great work, and here's to a fantastic 2011 for WNL. Peace, Filio. Um, I'm going to have to agree. I mean, I, I've said this a few times. You can't have a tag team women's division with six wrestlers, with six knockouts. It doesn't work. I think that when they strip those belts, they should have just forgot about them. I mean, TNA is in a state of decline as it comes to their knockouts division. You've had uh, talents like, obviously, ODB leave, uh, Awesome Kong gone. You've had cheerleader Melissa, who was Raisha Saeed, and Alyssa Flash walk out of the company. Taylor Wilde is now gone. You know, Gail Kim is in the E doing nothing. You know, aside from Mickey James and Victoria or Tara, and the beautiful people, you don't really have much. Hamada's gone. I mean, you've literally taken a division that used to bring in good ratings for TNA, one of the highest rated segments each week on that show, and, pardon the pun, you've raped your knockouts division. There's nothing there, Trey. I would say, uh, you know, I agree with you. I agree with the email, and even they added Kaylee Burchill, who's now winter, I guess. I kind of like where that's going. I'm interested to see if it turns into some lesbian action. Um, the problem with TNA's knockout division, I think, and I hate to say this because uh, I've defended these guys a little bit, but maybe it's time to not so much defend them. But about the time Hogan and Bischoff came in, the women's knockout division disappeared. And it's no secret they don't like women's wrestling. So maybe it is what it is. Well, you know, according to Bischoff, he's just an on-air talent. So it's not really that's according to Bischoff. That's what he says. You know. Want to make sure that I get my story straight in case he calls in and, you know, bitches at us. He's an on-air talent. He's not, you know, management. Well, that said, let's go to our next email. This one comes to us from our fucking foreign kid, Crilly, who apparently is off in college right now. Um, Christmas story, raw thoughts, and cheap plug. Of course. Couldn't be a cheap plug without Crilly sending something. Hey, JJ Trey, it's WNL's favorite foreign kid here. Once again, reduced to sending emails as my college course has restarted for the year, meaning I have to miss Wrestling News Live. Good. I mean, sorry about that. That's kind of bad. Before I get to the main point of my email, I have a story to tell. WNL's Gobbles is now live and real. For Christmas, you would expect to be given a dead turkey to eat, and someone thought it would be funny to buy me two alive turkeys and allow me to keep them as pets. So I now need the WNL's family help to name the second turkey with Gobbles being one of them. As for WWE Raw, I was unable to catch it due to college, but I was able to keep up with the date in the events, thanks to Twitter and the IWC's nervous breakdown due to Wade Barrett leaving the Nexus. Butt stuffing. In my opinion, butt stuffing. So we've got gobbles and butt stuffing. Gobbles and butt stuffing. Wow. I was thinking Bubba. Nah. Or Quito, Shemalama Ding Dong Hardy. Shemalama Ding Dong Quito Hardy. There you go. Um, in my opinion, Wade has taken Nexus as far as he can, and it's over with the fans. CM Punk can get Nexus over whilst, whilst Barrett either helps Cena destroy Nexus or by moving over to SmackDown and being a new star over there. Before I go, I must throw out a cheap plug. In case you haven't been looking at the Twitter or the Facebook in the past few days, myself and JJ, all caps, 
will be joined live by former WWE Diva of the Year 2009, Maria Canales. You guys can send your questions for Maria by Friday to news at fromheadlockstoheadlines.com or tweet me at fromheadlockstoheadlines, Crelly. Until Friday, go, go, Power Rangers, fucking foreign kid. So, yes, in case you didn't know, I will be having an interview with Maria Canales this Friday on Unplugged Live. So if you have questions, definitely send them there. Or, hey, you can send them to Sunday Night Showdown at yahoo.ca. Ask her if she... Uh, never mind. I don't even... I don't know, never mind. Yeah, probably probably shouldn't say that, should you? I, I, I won't. <laughs> I'll leave it alone. You're a sick fuck. Yep, I am. So next up, we have one from our good friend, Shemalamaningdong, Guido Hardy. Hello, guys. Due to the operator error on the Skypes, my holiday wishes got lost on the internets, like that one rotund gentleman from Adult Swim, or should I call him Husky? My journey with the SNS family started one evening while I was checking out WrestleZone for news while Raw was going on. I had seen the links for wrestling shows on WrestleZone many times, but this time I followed the links. I wasn't immediate accepted. But I can understand that. The chat has a lot of trolls. Plus, I don't like most things. After showing up on the nights I didn't have to work, I was eventually recognized as not being a troll. Wrestling News Live covers news, wrestling recaps, and even has interviews. I don't believe that any of these are the best things about the show, though. I think the best parts of the show are the parts that are not planned. The night when Crelly kept invading the show had me laughing out loud, literally. The times when JJ goes on a rant about something, or, excuse me, the times when Trey goes on a rant about something, that was said in passing, or when Trey and JJ go back and forth. Those are the Wrestling News Live moments. We don't ever do that. No, we never do that. I guess we that's argue. <laughs> I guess that's my uh, for the fans two cents. So I want to send best wishes to the entire SNS family, but I wanted to come name drop those guys who welcomed me from day one, and sometimes stayed in the chat just rapping long after the chat was over. Big shout out to Crelly, RJC, Hollywood, and the Prince of Pickletown, Walkie. Give me to Mike Walker. Metallopunk, Tyrant, Latino, Rodrigo, Rigo, Wolf, all caps, LeSabre, Smoochie, Mace, The Creative Concept, Flare 16 Time, Pillman 9mm, TM Bronx, Phil LaFon, Acer, The Folks Who Gave Me Love When I Was Away, Maze, I Call Him Corn, Barry Horowitz, Homeboys, Cutting Edge, <laughs> Santa Loco, and of course JJ and Trey. I was thinking Internet Dave, but I don't know who the else he is. I don't know who he is, but if I've forgotten anyone else, give me a break. I'm old. Y'all have a happy new year and be cool. Well, I can help that. Well, there you go. So that's that's a very nice email. I appreciate that, Shama. You the man. Shama lama ding dong Guido Hardy. Guido Hardy. He dropped he dropped the Guido Hardy on us. I don't know. He's just Shama lama ding dong tonight. He's from Shana. So before I go to the next email, uh, we actually do have a caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? Oh, you know, after all these years, I finally figured I'd call into this show. After everything you've done, you know, After intros. After everything I've done, I've never actually been a part of a live show. This is true. This is true. What's going on? I'm not much. I'm just sitting here listening to you guys talk, and I was trying to think of some thought-provoking questions to ask you guys. Why if I throw some at you? Well, okay, that, that's that's cool. I mean, Trey, I think, has been to college, but I haven't, so I might be lost. I was there for a cup of coffee. I think you could get this one. Okay. Like, um, if a stripper gets breast implants, can she write off a... Write it off of her taxes as a business expense? Yes, she yes, can. Yes, she can. Okay. And the other one is, what is one thing you actually wish to see happen in wrestling in 2011? Ooh, good question. Figured it would be. Um, JJ, you want to go first on this one or you want me to? I got the damn Jeopardy music playing in my head. Da, na, 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 na. You go first. I, I got to think. 
People in the chat room are asking who it is. It's uh, Rocket Sock. Sir Rocket. Yeah. Sir Rocket. Yes. The man responsible for the best of 2010 show you heard last week. So give him props. Great job, by the way. Uh, he wears a lot of hats on the internet, and he happens to be uh, a shirt tail relative of Wrestling News Live, I guess you could say, because anytime I need something from the past, I go to him first. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I do, I do everything on the internet. I do a Monday show, a Tuesday show, a Saturday yeah. show, a Sunday show, which JJ used to be on, and all that fun stuff. And on my Saturday show, we're actually starting to give away Tim Stein shit on the air. Hey, good. You give away, you're giving away Tim Stein shit? Yes, we're trying to find someone who can win his seat on WTR. We're giving it away live on the air. Does he know about this? Yes, he knows about it, and he even tried to win it back, and he failed at it. Nice. One thing I would like to see in wrestling in 2011 would be uh, making your lower-tier titles mean more. Your U.S. title, your intercontinental title, make them mean more. Make them be more of a stepping stone to the world heavyweight title. Like, if you get one, you get an automatic shot at the world title. Um, you know, something so that these mid-card guys have something to fight for, you know. Um, Big Dub says, less Cena in 2011. I would say just, you know, make the lower-level titles prestigious again so that it gives lower-level guys something to fight for that might not quite be ready to be world heavyweight champions, but it will be somebody you're going to have to lean on someday to hold those belts. That's a good one. That's a, that is a good one. Thank you for much. I would, I would agree with you on that, but to go a step further, I would have to say that I want to see either some sort of unification of the two titles because I'm almost to the point where we don't really even need the brand split. When we've got guys like Alberto Del Rio just showing up on Raw randomly every week, and we've got guys from Raw showing up on SmackDown for the hell of it, why do you need the brand split? Why do you need two world champions? It's kind of redundant, and I would love to see the WWE Championship uh, get something else. I'm, I'm tired of the spinner belt. That they have. I mean, I know it doesn't spin anymore, but can't we move past that? It's five years old. Like, it's time for a new belt. They've already designed a new one and just fucking debut. Well, the, the other titles, the world, the, the other titles, the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. I'm okay with that one, though. Yeah, but I mean, can't you come up with your own fucking belt? Oh, they wanted to have the prestige. You know, that title ranks all the way back to the late 1800s, Trey. No, they wanted the slap in the face. Well, that too. But yeah, I, I would like to see the WWE Championship, uh, a new version, whether they go back to the undisputed title looking thing, whether they go back to the winged eagle look, which is my favorite. Winged eagle, winged eagle. Um, you know, I, I just, I want to see some different things and I want to see Jomo become the champion this year. So that, that's what I want to see in 2011. Those are good things and I'm with you on the whole title belt thing. It, it just has to go. Someone has to finally bring back the win. Winged eagle He's belt. A rescue of my favorite thing. It's just it, that belt is so tacky. It, it's so it says John Cena all over it's it. It's so ugly. It's just so just. Oh, uh, come on, Trey. We're not fashionistas here on the show. Come on, man. Let's not do this. Oh my God. I mean, it totally clashes with his tights. Which one? He wears so many other different tights, Trey. What the fuck? The ones that the one that it, what kills me is that they. I really thought. When Cena lost that belt for the first time, just like his U.S. spinner belt, it would fucking go away. I don't care if black people like that belt or not, Maze. <laughs> See, that just goes to show you that here on Wrestling News Live, not only are we racist, we're sexist, too. That just goes to show you that not only are we racist, but our black people are racist. There you go. <laughs> ah, good stuff, guys. 
people our black work. people call them our black people will call out black people in a hurry on this show. This is true. This is true. So I know it looks like rims, but I don't I don't need rims on my title belt. Not when I'm rolling in my six four. I don't need it. For all you black people out there. I hear white people. <laughs> Straight out says, I hate that spinner belt and I'm black. <laughs> oh, so Tyrant. Tyrant says something about putting basketballs on it. I don't know. <laughs> well, that, that might be an NBA championship. Give that to LeBron. All right, let's just get the big elephant out of the room. A championship with a piece of chicken and watermelon on it. Oh, my God. So is that the Mark Henry championship? That's the Mark Henry championship. Oh, there. Well, now, but- I said it because I know it was coming in the chat room from the creator of Chicken and Rice. The problem with that championship, though, Trey, is Mark Henry wouldn't know whether to carry it or to eat it. Now, I was just thinking, I don't, I don't, I don't even know if I'm bringing this up, because it might stir up a whole fucking bag of worms. Maze, which is corn, says, bring back the Confederate championship. See, I'm one of those people that when I see the Confederate flag, I don't think oh of God. racism. How can you not? I think of the South and the pride of being a Southern state when you go to war. I hate racism. I hate slavery. I think that, I mean, slavery is just unexcusable. I think that anybody who was a slave when they became not slaves should have been able to butt fuck their masters and shoot them in the head. God damn. Because I think it's just, I hate that. The thought of that makes me cringe. It makes my toes hurt. So, you ain't got no 22-inch rims. Don't lie. So, Rock, is there anything else, bro? No, that's all That's all I got. Just, everyone, once in a while, come over to wildtalkradio.com. Check out our crazy stuff, because we're kind of cool. Cheap plug. Straight out, you called me a cracker. <laughs> I told you that doesn't offend me. That makes me hungry. Only on Wrestling News Live. Rock, thanks for the call-in, brother. Black people, need a, black people need a better word to offend us. I agree. I Anytime. think they really do. Anytime. Let you guys get back to your show. All right, man. We'll uh, talk to you later. Later, guys. See, he starts pimping out his show, and I start talking about racism and shit. And he goes, ah, that, thanks for my... Go slap Tim Stein with uh, Matt Hardy's penis for us. No, thank there's you. Just gotta, there's just got to be a more derogatory word. Honky doesn't really bother me. No, I'm with you. I mean, you call me a honky, I laugh. The first thing I think of when I hear honky is Fred Sanford. Elizabeth, I'm, I'm coming to join you, Elizabeth. It's the what big one. Beans of disease to you, too. I love Sanford and Son. Oh, yeah. That's a great fucking show. But see, Maze, I wasn't a slave master, so I can't... I've never owned a slave. I've had a couple ex-girlfriends I treated pretty shitty. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? Did you really just say that? There's nothing well, I to do with being a slave. <laughs> How's it weren't slaves? That makes you a pimp. Makes you a player. No. This makes me lazy. Bitch, get up and get me this. Get up and go do that. Clean the fucking house while I'm gone. Wow. Straight attitude says Whitey. Whitey doesn't make me mad. Hell, Cardinal Manager's name was Whitey Herzog. That was his fucking name. White trash. Yeah, I'm not white trash though, so I don't. That doesn't bother me either. Apparently, we are uh, being joined by. Uh, we're, we're being invaded tonight by WTR. Uh, believe it or not, the original fucking foreign kids on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live, Mace. What's up? What up, guys? So. What do you think is a bad word that they could come up with for white people? I have no idea, but I've been wondering for a while, are you going to go and hit the gym a bit and then go to the beach and get a tan, my dude? I might, my dude. I don't have enough hair for hair product anymore. <laughs> I still blame you. You realize this. 
Did you get After started reading after that? Sam's tweet. Yeah. You, you talk about being a bloody couch potato on, on uh, New Year's Day or whatever it was. I'm flicking around. He's MTV. Jersey Shore Marathon. Let's see what I, Trey likes about it. I didn't feel that wow. good, so I sat here watching that all day. Yeah, and then I started watching it, and I could see why you like it. And then I got, I was like, okay, it's over. Cool. Cool. It's over. Thursday, the new season three kicks off. Awesome. And then I was told, oh, that was season two. You gotta watch season one. Fuck. Since, since, since we're getting all racial in here, we've been talking shit about black people and white people. We may as I'm well not talking th- shit. We, we may as well throw some Latino shit out there. How many Mexicans does it take to fucking change a light bulb? Just one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just one. Why? Just one. Just one? Oh, okay, I got you. But um, bum bum Let's get off the Let's racism talk. Steal the light bulb first. <laughs> what? Do what, Mace? That's if they don't steal the light bulb first. No, there you go. How many Mexicans does it take to work in a kitchen? Well, goddamn. When I was in Oklahoma, every goddamn restaurant was a Mexican restaurant. I was going to say, I don't know how many it takes, but I know how many they'll use, and that's a whole goddamn apartment full. No shit. Back when I used to work for uh, for that restaurant supply company in Oklahoma City, I, I delivered, mean, they're all Mexican. They're I delivered all... to every restaurant in the city, and I'm talking like the Spaniards. Italian restaurant was run by Mexicans, the Chinese restaurant. Kitchen full of Mexicans. So every place that you eat in Oklahoma City is made. Yeah. It's authentic Mexican food. Now, why do you think that Mexicans can cook Chinese? Do they just are they just good cooks by a nation, or are they just taught taught well? I don't know, but I want to know what sweet and sour pork tacos like. See, I've never had one of those, but I've never had one. Could be interesting. Yeah. Of course, I used to make fun of people to eat fish tacos. Apparently, that's a real thing. Supposedly, it's pretty good. I've never had a fish taco. I just can't make myself do it. Straight attitude says, no wonder people from Oklahoma are overweight. No shit. I'm still missing some chicken fried steak from goddamn Toby Key Steakhouse. Ooh. That's some good shit, people. That is some prime chicken fried steak. Some good chicken fried steak and some fucking fried okra. They don't have okra in Canada. Corn in the chat room says, what's the difference between a Mexican and an elevator? I don't, I don't know. I'm afraid. Juan goes up, Juan goes down. <laughs> what the fuck? All right, that's enough fucking racism jokes. Mace. The punchline is one can raise a child. Juan can raise a child. I don't get it. There you go. I, I get it. So, Mace, what's on your mind tonight, buddy? Oh, not a lot, man. I was actually enjoying the first roar of 2011. The opening match definitely raised the bar, in my opinion, for what we should have been seeing for the rest of the show, but. Then again, we got the main event, and we have Randy Orton heading into the main event. Oh, am I, I the only guy? Am I the only guy who sat there and went, you know what? I would have liked to have seen Miz versus Morrison, or Miz versus Sheamus, or Miz versus Barrett at the pay per view, rather than Miz versus Orton Part Three. Well, I was gonna say because we just did it again. Um, I'm with you. I was hoping that I was really hoping that Barrett would win, but then I started thinking about the consequences and. I just don't see CM Punk working for Wade Barrett and taking orders. So I knew that wasn't going to happen. Knew that. And then I thought about Sheamus, and I thought, hmm. But that really takes him out of the Triple H game, no pun intended, you know, until maybe after his feud with The Miz. But then again, that's a bad guy versus bad guy. How well is that going to sell? Because Sheamus has to play the role of the typical bully. And with Miz's confidence and attitude, you're not going to bully him. 
You know what I mean? So I thought, now nah, that won't work. But then I saw Seamus get ready to walk out of the cage until somebody lit a firecracker under Orton's ass, and he popped up and put the RKO on Seamus. So yeah, I, I'm okay I, with, I actually I'm, like that. To be honest with you, I'm okay with Orton Miz this round, depending on what they do and how they do it. Don't give us a 10-minute squash or a 15-minute stupid match. Give us a good 20, 30-minute match. And again, like JJ All Caps says, Eat grapes, bitches. Besides eat grapes, bitches, the Miz has to escape with the win. He can't get the clean win. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, I think the Miz has to win by all means necessary. The Miz should win more matches without his finisher than with his finisher to make his character get over, I think. Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. I had somewhere in the back of my brain in wrestling past, they've done this type of thing before, but I can't remember who the coward was that kept using either other people or disqualifications or other tactics. Well, I mean, to- you look at it tonight. Perfect example. You know, John Morrison has put on a hell of a match, taken out not one but two people. The crowd's behind him. It's a hot crowd. He sets up the table spot. You forget that it's a pinfalls count anywhere match until he goes through that table and misses. And then you see the Miz, his eyes light up like, boom, here's my chance. Take advantage of the babyface's mistake as opposed to hitting the finisher for the win. That's what I. That's what I want to see out of the Miz. That's what. Oh, we'll, that's, that's what. I'd that's like to what see we'll more do. matches. That's that that winning winning that way. That's what will do. What JJ All Caps has said all along is people will tune in to every pay per view match he's got just to see if this is the one where he finally doesn't get lucky and, and loses. Damn right, and I'm right there with him. So I want to see what happens next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. All right, brother. We'll be here, and so will they. Damn right. I shall catch you people later. All right, go get me a Foster's, you foreign fuck. Bite me, redneck dickhead. Get off my phone. Hey, are you flooding over there? Uh, No, no, not my area. Uh, Northern uh, Australia is, actually. Well, swim over there and help them, some bitches. No, fuck them. I like my dry land here. All right, well, pop yourself out on a kangaroo. We'll talk to you later. Later. All right, man. Join the kangaroo down, sport. Join the kangaroo down. The original fucking foreign kid, Mace. And you know what? For the first time in the history of Wrestling News Live, the yeah. phone call did not drop when Mace called in. Perhaps 2011 is going to be a good year for Mace. Or us. No, that too. Uh, so we do have a couple more emails to get through before we end the show. Uh, this one Read comes... him, bitch. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's some fucked up shit. I just want to see if I can catch you off guard and go, what? You're going to make, make JJ all caps mad in a minute. He's going to fucking go off. Oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I'll be tweeting all fucking night on that shit. I don't want to do that. Oh, God, I don't want to start that. Uh, a couple of questions. This one comes to us. I do us. have an announcement to make before the show's over with. Okay. This one comes to us from our good friend Jay Cash, the stockbroker. Hey, Trey, JJ, I've got a question for you. If you could go and change one thing in wrestling, what would or could it be? Well, we actually just had this question. The lack of Velvet Sky and her going down on me. There you go. Now, this can be from anything recent or from the past. Personally, I would like to see the territories come back or better relationships with international wrestling promotions because people miss out on the big international promotions. They might not have the big WWE hype machine behind them, but they have the fan base and or legendary status that could be beneficial to both sides. Now, I have one other... (laughs) (laughs) I have one other... 
think that would be for both of you to discuss. When or if I do think that Triple H is coming back, because I've been ta- I've been talking to a lot of my friends, and we think that he's coming back as number 30 at the Royal Rumble. Though I would still say that he also, the Raw GM, but I don't know that's kind of a long shot. But we all know how predictable the WWE has gotten lately. Well, i got to go because I have to work early. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you both. Right back at you, brother. And why I'm laughing is because Corn Mays in the chat room says, what do you call a midget Mexican, JJ? Um, I don't know. A paragraph, because he's too short to be an essay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not oh, right. he's tough. That he's is tough. so not right. Question. Santa Loco. That, that is kind of Santa Loco. He's too short to be an essay. <laughs> wow. Wow. I was thinking... Well, I could be racist for a minute. You could be racist for a minute. That kind of goes hand in hand with why does Mexico not have any, you know, any good swimmers? Because all the good ones have already crossed the Rio Grande. Those good ones have already started swimming for the United States. That's right. I was born in East LA, man. Oh, man. I think I started something with this whole uh, Latino hatred. What's up with that, man? Yeah, no shit. Latino heat. I'm going to get some Latino heat. Could happen. Fuck the... Mexicals. The Mexicals. Yes. Sham and Tyrant both got it. They get a free rubber tortilla. <laughs> we'll upgrade your beans and disease to a full side order. We're going to hell. If we don't change our ways. And then they say, what do you call it? Mexican without a lawnmower. It's easy. Unemployed. <laughs> Arriba. Oh, Lord, I apologize. Santa Loco is going to send me some hate mail. So is Latino 718. <sighs> <laughs> oh, free tortilla. Fucking killing me. <laughs> Were you saying something to me over here on this other thing? Mace says, fuck it. At this point, call yourself Racist News Live. <laughs> Been called worse. All right, let's, let's get the, let's get through these last couple of emails before we, uh, before we get canceled. That's right. Next one comes to us from, uh, they pull a plug on the middle of the show like that. They, they can, yeah. All right. The powers that be. The powers that be, yes. The Wrestling News Live general manager. Next one comes to us from Metallapunk. Hey, guys, I really love the mixture of comedy and wrestling talk you two bring to the table. Some of the best segments over the past year have been the non-wrestling related, Crelly singing the Power Rangers theme, the Jenna Jameson segment, among countless others. If I wanted some kind of boring-ass wrestling show, I can go ahead and listen to Shillmaster Mosh or waste my money with that other show. Fuck it. I'm going to sit down and shut up for WNL. That's right. I forgot about that. And Trey is going to light one up and get busted in a minute and be a drug trafficker any minute now. Not me, is he? Mm, shut up, paragraph. You're a short <laughs> motherfucker. I know you. You're a short motherfucker. I'm 5'9". I know you are. You're a short motherfucker. You're only, what, 6'2"? I'm like 6'1". You're not that much taller than me, Dickhead. That's really only a couple inches when you think about it. Yeah, but I, I'm an, I was actually an essay when I worked for That's El Chico. That's what she said. No, I was, I was literally an essay when I worked for El Chico. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Essay meaning server's assistant, but I was still an essay. All right, I'm taking my loopy bill. Take it. Uh, this next one comes to us from our good friend DJ. DJ! It was a good start to Raw in 2011, and of course, they start off with a match that should have been thrown in the end of Hour 1, but hey, that's WWE. I'm always used to Cena running out and doing a 15-minute promo. Then someone else comes out, talks crap to Cena, and magically, Cena versus Random Clown main event. CM Punk and the Nexus is great. They have the coolest song around. So with the rumors of Wade heading off to SmackDown, would they start off the whole Wade versus Taker angle since Taker does return from his injury? Or once Taker does return from his injury? Another main event possibility for Mania in April. 
Wade needs to stay heel. I can see him his face at the, at some people who do a good heel. Wade needs to stay heel. I can't see him his face at all. At all, the same people who do a good heel, such as Wade, must remain heel uh, and not get changed. You hear that TNA? Fix your shit. I was on WrestleZone, of course, going on their boards, reading what they have to say, and probably eighty-five percent of them hated the Miz and Jomo match, and the other fifteen percent hated Raw. That's the IWC. Just wow. hating on everything. While I was reading those boards, a UFC star who fought Anderson Silva back in UFC uh, a year ago, Shale Sonnen, pleaded guilty to money laundering. Lesnar needs to get his ass back in that ring, fight Frank Mir one more time, settle the score, stay in UFC. Why punk out? Didn't the WWE boo him and Goldberg's ass back at WrestleMania 17? Yep. Trey, good luck with your Chiefs. Hopefully they can handle them Ravens and move on the division around. You guys should just stay that way. You're a little bit of comedy and a little bit of sports talk and a ton of wrestling news. I'm enjoying it. You shouldn't change a good thing. DJ. Yeah, DJ, I think my Chiefs are pretty much fucked in the poop shoot. I was uh, watching the Indianapolis-Tennessee game, and Tennessee, for some reason, decided to show up and play. It was 20-20, to 20, and cocktail Kerry Collins, with less than a minute, throws an interception. Well, that just gave Peyton the ball, and they said, here, go down there and score. So... Had the Titans held on, and they were in Colt territory when he threw the fucking interception. I think they just held on for a minute and kicked the field goal. Then we get to play the Jets, who I think we could be. I think we could beat the Jets in Kansas City, and I think we'll play with the Ravens. I just, man, Baltimore's tough. I'll take your word for it. I mean, it's one of those deals where I'd rather play the Ravens today than four years ago, but they're still tough. You know what I mean? They're just that fucking grizzled, tough defensive team, you know. But then again, we're at home, so we'll see what happens. I like my I like my odds at home. So you had a, a big announcement you wanted to make before we wrap the show up. You said you did. Um. Oh yeah, it's not a big, huge announcement. Um, I just want to say that uh, we have finally been accepted through uh, Google AdSense. Which means now if you go to WrestlingNewsLive.tk, at the very bottom, which we'll change it here in the next few weeks. I'm going to get with Ty. But for right now, we've only got one ad. So I'm not saying go there and click the shit out of it because they will, they'll know that they, they'll, they're monitoring it right now. Don't go there and click the shit out of it because then they're going to go, oh, these guys are they're fucking with us. But once in a while, if you see something you like down there, click it. Fair enough. I'm just Fair saying. Enough. That's the way to. Throwing some money back our way. Fair enough. I was going to end the show with some South Park Mexican. I can't find what I want to play, so I have Mexican Americans. So I, we're not even going to go that route. Uh, neither. No, 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 no. So I, I found something else that's not Latino related. So we'll just we'll go out with that. Sounds good to me. So any uh, any final words other than the fact we want to basically promote that you guys remember. We are in the running for the Wrestling Radio Awards at AudioWrestling.com. A lot of categories. Yeah. Show of the year, yeah. People's Choice, Host of the Year. Yeah. Even Unplugged up for Female Interview of the Year. Vote once daily. Only once. once daily. But vote once daily. But we would appreciate your vote. If you're going to go vote, we'd appreciate your vote at WrestlingRadioAwards.com. Or if you don't remember that, just go to WrestlingNewsLive.tk and click on the award logo, and boom, right there in the middle of the page, it'll take you to it. Now, I was looking at that. Are the awards for his bitches? Are the awards going to happen on January thirtieth? Uh, if that's what it says. 
That's what I'm thinking. But he says you can vote until January 30th. I would have thought he would have had uh, everything tallied up before then. But no, if it's vote till January 30th, he'll probably take two weeks to do the show. Okay. Because of all the celebrity appearances, like last year, I hosted the show because I was fired, so I didn't have anything else to do. It's amazing how a year can change everything. Um, I was I was treated like Conan O'Brien. So at the same time, you had me and Conan O'Brien in the unemployment line. Well, I thought, what the hell? There's one difference. You didn't actually get paid. True, and I did not make a fucking $20 million settlement. You never made a nickel, so neither did I. I I never made a penny. Not one lousy penny. So sit down and shut up and vote for Wrestling News Live. Absolutely. So we can continue to bring our brand of... Racist humor to you. Racist, comedic... Wrestling entertainment your way. I mean, I feel bad if there's people out there that like don't want us to be funny and don't want us to do shit like that, but I'm sorry. I'm not the kind of person that can sit down and do a boring two hour interview news show. And, you know, I just, that's not me. If you want that, I can recommend you to a couple places. Email me. There you go. There you go. So on that note, again, vote for the wrestling radio awards.com once a day, people. Let's, let's, let's show the power of the WNL family. Reach out. And let your voice be heard. I thought you were going to start singing some personal Jesus there. Reach out, touch me. Reach out, touch faith. I saw that concert at the Starplex in Dallas, Stone to the Bejesus. So, that was a great concert. With that said, uh, the only other thing to promote, tune in this Friday night right here on the SNS Radio Network. I'll be back, obviously, with another edition of Unplugged, the first edition of Unplugged on for Friday. 2011 with Maria Canales. We got nothing to do. That's right. We got no job. Watch SmackDown. Watch SmackDown and tune in to Unplugged. That's right. Listen to Maria talk about her career in the E and her CD. Listen to Maria and talk about her fat ass. That's right. Ooh, don't do any racist jokes with Maria on the phone. No, I won't do that. And, uh, again, Sunday we're back for Sunday Night Showdown. As Finally. TNA Genesis is returning to pay-per-view. We can either confirm or deny if Phil Collins will be there. I'm pretty sure he will not be there. He's um, a groovy kind of love. Which is funny because we got Genesis this month, and then next month you have Against All Odds. Two things right. that Phil Collins was very, very much you know dipped into. Against All Odds was a song, and Genesis was his group. So there you go. Against All Odds was a movie, wasn't it? It was a movie and a song, yeah. Was it a song from the movie? was a song from the movie. This is true. The movie had Jeff Bridges and Raquel Welch. As it turns, I have to take. Not, not Raquel Welch. Raquel <laughs> Look at me now. I'd almost say I'm going to play that, but fuck it, I'm not. No, save that for Sunday Night Showdown. Yeah, there you go. We'll, we'll have to play that next month for Against All Odds. So with that being said, guys, tune in to this Sunday night. The usual suspects, myself, Harmony Boom Boom Shexay, Mark the Shark DiCarlo, Uh-oh. one step closer to dashing, Internet Dave. We still don't know who the fuck he is, but he's getting one step closer to dashing. And then I'll be holding it down in the chair. This is true. Chatting with you crazy fuckers while we're listening to Sunday Night Showdown. So with that said, on behalf of the outlaw of the IWC, the Trey Dog, me, Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sex A. Eat grapes. Pass me some fucking grapes. We're going to kick it over to JSK, and we are getting out of here. Finally. And we will see you later this week for more programming here on the SNS Radio Network. And, of course, next week for another edition of Wrestling News Live. JSK, take us out of here, my friend. Cool. With that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, Peach420, kiss my ass. Good night, white people.
I'm out. Yeah, you guys in the county can get us paid, bitches. You think you're special. You do. I can see it in your eyes. I can see it. And a year ago, it was our way or the highway, and look where we are now.
Free at last, free at last. My God, we are free at last. And if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you. Fuck off. Good night, everybody.